Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I am the Dude 79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, how you doing today, buddy? I'm all right, a little tired, but I'm, I'm doing well, very well, actually. What are you tired from? I probably shouldn't have drank those beers at 11.30 last night. You got, yeah, you were getting shit-faced last night, weren't you? I wasn't getting shit-faced, but I was having a little sippy sip. You're a fucking scumbag. Thanks, Forge Hammer. Appreciate that, buddy. Four months. Oh, man, four months? What a stud. Thanks, Forge. But here we are. Now this, Tone, it's February 3rd. Yeah. And this is the first edition of Banter Babble of the weekly format. Oh, no longer that I'm already fucking up because of work this month. No, right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. You're welcome. No longer are we a biweekly podcast talk show. No, we are a weekly talk show. Weekly until February 17th because Tone fucked it up and he can't be here, so we won't have a show. But we will do a B and B plays. But we do have something planned for that weekend before to kind of make up for something because there's obviously a big movie dropping next week that we're really excited about. And we feel we need to talk about it. Have before to. the February 24th show. Have to. So we have to get that in. We have to talk about, which obviously is Willie's Wonderland, or is it, or is it Wally's Wonderland? I think it's Wally's Wonderland. I'm not going to tell you. What is it? <laughs> I like Willie's Wonderland. Fanboy you puts sure the buy-in bi-weekly. He sure does, Cap. He sure does. I have to fight him off with a stick every time we do a show. But um, here we are, our first episode as a weekly talk show. Really excited about El Blanco's in here. Cappadocia's in here. Prime Didact's in here. King Cuddles is in here. Of course he's in here. And uh, it's Nick Cage being awesome. I mean, that's all Nick Cage really is, is awesome. We got we got something else to talk about Nick Cage tonight, too, that we're pretty hyped about. Uh, yep. And uh, Prime saw talked about I know Prime's hyped about it. It's another movie that's not going to be out for a little bit, but at some point we'll see. Hey, hey Six-Piece Nog, we're going to actually be hearing from Six-Piece Nog That's tonight. the rumor that we might hear from him. We actually might Mm-mm-mm. hear from Six-Piece Nog later this evening. So we're really excited mm-hmm. to get him on here and get his uh, mm-hmm. thoughts on one of the topics we'll be discussing. I did, I'm, dude, this is a dope shirt, man. It's, it's definitely shirt. one of the best it's, it's a dope shirts shirt, out man. there. I, I'm a big fan of the shirt. I like his shirt, too, though. We're going to be talking about that tonight, too. G-Man. Talking about some G-Man. G-Man. But uh, Tone? Yeah. Yeah, hey, you guys like the new emoji? I think that new emoji is very, very cool. Yeah, it's neat. I think that is a fantastic emoji. Yeah, it's perfect. I, think, I can't believe that passed. Dude, I, I honestly, when I sent it in, I was like, this will come back in like an hour saying, get the fuck out of here or we're going to ban your yep. channel. And when I got the uh, when I got the approval, uh, like two days later, I was like, "Are you fuck? Are you kidding me? This really went through." Hey man, thanks Twitch, appreciate it. I'm I'm glad your standards are all over the place. It's really really awesome that they're just so inconsistent. And they're probably watching this going, "Oh really?" All of a sudden, the stream goes dead. Channel's canceled. Oh, Twitch got a bigger dick. I see. It's cool. What's going on with you, though, man? How's life going? How's everything going on your end? Uh, not too bad, man. Uh, just you know the normal work stuff. Uh. It's been nice being able to get back to a normal stream here and there for my own channel, Fanboy Tone. Uh, just a lot of kind of peppered in when I can. No schedule, no agenda. It's been, been cool, doing... though, man. Like, you pop up and like you have a nice conversation. With people. And these have been lengthy streams. There's yeah. been some lengthy streams, especially with the cyberpunk stuff. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's it's just kind of funny that, uh, you know, I just do these random not plan and go, hey, I'm going to go live. Then all of a sudden, there's a group of people in there, and we just want to chit-chat and fuck around. And I do, uh, you know, an unboxing of what comes in the mail and stuff like that. And then... <laughs> I might play a game or two, and again, just kind of chill, you know. So, thank you everybody for that support. I do appreciate it. It's not, uh, you know, there's no real schedule, there's no real like format right now. We're just gonna play it by ear, but it's better than not doing anything, and that's the 
We see, man, like, I like the fact that you're actually still uh, tone peeing on them. Man, people are going to have a lot of fun with these emojis. Oh, shit. They're going to have a lot of fun. fun. Jay Hill. I love Jay Hill's uh, creativity with emojis. It's just, it's unparalleled. Amazing. Um, You know, but I'm glad that you're doing, uh, I'm glad that you're doing Cyberpunk. But, man, I also noticed uh, that you're also playing some uh, NES titles. I'm, uh... No, but I'm just working on Cyberpunk mostly. That's my that's my gaming. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. my choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, might have yeah. dabbled in a couple of retro yeah, gaming yeah, 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 on the. Sw- yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a you I know, did I a th- Switch th- stream thought, not I long ago. I thought the low and, point. Yeah. I thought the low point was you sucking ass at Rygar, not getting even, not even out of the first. You didn't get the fucking first boss. You're talking about I can't even beat the first boss. You couldn't get past the first set of enemies. Dude, there. all the fucking enemies are the first boss. You're in that trash. Now I thought that was the low point, but. Thanks to Tricky Regent. Yeah. Prime, we saw a couple. There's actually a couple clips. One of them is more embarrassing than this one, but this one's actually pretty funny because Von Kaiser is is a bitch. And, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let uh, you guys here. You got to see it. Uh, keep in mind, Von Kaiser is a minor circuit fighter in Punch-Out. He's the second guy. He's a tutorial. Okay? He's a tutorial opponent where you learn how to play the game. And um, I'll just let this speak for itself. Uh. Come on, game. Motherfucker. You're doing all right. Is that it? Is that it? Am I done already? I did fucking. Oh, man. Listen, in my defense, I never actually played Punch Out as a kid. It was we, just we a game. know. Yeah, no, you don't have I know. to explain because everybody's like, "Oh, fucking muscle memory! Oh, fucking, I got that. I can do this in my sleep." Listen, I never played the fucking game as a kid because I knew that that was potentially going to be a rage game. All right, and I just didn't have the patience for it, and I was busy playing. Um, yeah, this is obvious. Yeah, okay, everybody's got jokes. Uh, I was busy playing RPGs and being really super cool, playing like Final Fantasy and stuff. So I didn't give a shit about the game. And I play it for the first time two weeks ago, and it just happens to be a Saturday night stream. I'm drinking, playing Mario, and everybody's in. I'm going to play some retro games. I start playing Punch-Out, Tricks in there, Zack Dynamite, Panic. Everybody apparently had a goddamn blast while I'm doing it, too, because it is a thing. Yes, definitely. Can I I explain again that Von Kaiser is a minor circuit tutorial opponent? There's Glass Joe... And then there's Von Kaiser. Yeah, he's the second guy. Yeah. And I want, uh, and, and I'm gonna he's play. Like and I, I want you to listen, listen carefully. It's faint, but listen to him just beat the shit out of the buttons with no like strategy at all. Listen to this. Listen. Come on, game. That's tapping. He's beating the fucking buttons here. He's not dodging, and he's trying to punch faster than the game can actually punch. Uh. Leaving himself wide open for haymakers like this, like what, dude? Really? Wait, he's still, he's still, yeah. Then he doesn't even dodge. Like, are you fuck? Like, really? Dude, Anderson actually came down here after that. Stream oh, shut up with your joke. He got all the way to Piston Weak. Honda. He got Weak. all the way to Piston Honda, dude. Weak. It's just, um, it. How did you make it past Glass Ho? No, I like Glass Ho better, Magara. Don't don't correct it. I like Glass Ho because he is a hoe. Glass Ho sucks, and he lost to him like seventy five times. That's not true. Glass Joe, it, it's he has like his hit points are like ten out of like one hundred and fifty of everyone else, and 
He struggled with him. I, I, I should have played that video because that was really embarrassing. I should have played that clip. Well, if you're in the Discord, you can find it in the Discord because Tricky Region did definitely clip that. That's fucking just, sweet. Uh, whoa. Whoa. Hey, oh. Thank y'all so Appreciate much. those. Damn. Appreciate that. Thanks for those subs. Oh, Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Coming in hot. Thank you guys so love much. y'all. We love y'all. Appreciate that very, 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 very much. Um. So, yeah, what else? Uh, other than Cyberpunk and getting your ass kicked by Von Kaiser, what, any, you been playing anything else? Checking anything else out? Or you just been busy? Just been busy. I am going to uh, attempt to work on control a little bit. Sprinkle that in with the uh, Cyberpunk. I do have a poll going in the Discord right now, and because uh, like obviously this week we had two major launches. We had actually three: Division Two, God of War, and Control. All got next gen upgrades. A lot of all big running stuff. at sixty frames, higher resolutions, and what have you. Um, and I have a poll going for my game because I just finished the medium, which we'll talk about later tonight. But I, I was tossed up, dude, because obviously I never finished God of War, and you were shocked by that. I was completely blown away by that. I thought at the very least you had beaten 2018s, one of the two best games that came out in 2018. A great game. And Yeah, no know, shit. I, yeah. And so I, I didn't finish that, but then Control, which was kind of an unmade, uh, kind of like an inconsistent performance on uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It was kind of all over the place. Now it has a performance mode that's running pretty much at a lock 60. And with this game, there's it's obviously a sci-fi game. There's a lot going on, a lot of particle effects. It looks really, really good at 60 frames. So I was like, fuck, man, what game do I get into right. uh, for my next title after I, I play the medium? So I got a poll going in the Discord. Currently, God of War is ahead of control by like two or three votes. Um, so it looks like God of War will be the next game that I'll play to beginning on Monday. So I'm really excited about that because God of War, from what I played, was fucking epic. And you've beaten it, so you know. Just how epic yeah, like everybody else. I deserve that. And, I definitely deserve that. Uh, so yeah, it looked like uh, Prime. Was that you out there for all the subs? Thank you. I believe that was you. Was that Prime? Appreciate you dropping those gifted subs and everybody. Thank you, everybody. As always, Prime. We appreciate your support. And though we give you a lot of shit, and I still think you're a POS. Oh, he's I do still love a piece. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. folks, 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 folks. That was a very. It, it was ninja. <laughs> it was ninja. Oh, okay, well, that, that's a real piece of shit, right? Ooh. Because he can't talk shit about Ninja. You know what? If Ninja played Destiny 2, he'd be me. Because I am the Ninja of oh, Destiny 2, God. so I can talk that shit. No. Well, what have you been doing? What have you been playing? What, what have I been to? playing? Um, I have been playing... Uh, I got through the medium. Played through that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm still working through Days Gone, which is a fucking incredibly long game. There's a lot going on there. Mm. But another title that is definitely worth a look. If you guys are into stealth action RPGs... The stream that I'm Friday night is called Disjunction from Ape Tribe Games. It's a pixel art style. Yeah, game, that you played down. that a little bit already, right? And it's actually pretty good. I was kind of digging that Dude, shit. Dude, the soundtrack, I've already listened to it multiple times this week while I'm working. It's it's a very sci-fi, like, it's the soundtrack is very similar to what you hear in Blade Runner, the old one. So it's in my wheelhouse. Oh, Everything about this game is in my real, wheelhouse. It's, um, it's ambiance. It's very, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's really good to listen to. And it fits the gameplay because the gameplay can be very, very difficult. It can be very difficult at times, but it's a really, really good game. So if you guys are into like a challenging action RPG, it has, actually has some like skill trees, something you can build up, but the stealth elements are actually really good. Didn't the dude rage on that? I did. Uh, Tommy showed up and I was Oh, dude raged on a game. That's fucking new. <laughs> wow. There's a fucking shock. Right. Uh, so I've been playing that a little bit here and there. So making the way through those games off stream, but you know, the next stream game is probably looking like it's going to be God of War. Sweet. And uh, after that, we'll we'll hop into control because I think we talked about it earlier. There's not a whole lot of like big single player stuff coming out. April drops like four, 
Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping I should be able to get through God of War and Control by April. Right. Um, but the other one I'm interested in, I'm going to stream Friday night. And if anybody out there has a PlayStation 5, I'm going to check out Destruction All-Stars. Ooh, maybe I'll hop into I think you should. I think you should hop into that for a little bit. I'm going to mm-hmm. hop onto that, try that out. So if you want to play, I think you can have up to eight people in your party. So if you go into in some of the multiplayer modes ahead where you can join with a party, you can have up to eight people. And that's so free for Plus members, right? That's free for Plus members. And I feel like anybody who has PlayStation, PlayStation probably should have Plus at this point if you play online. And I have to have it. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So check her out. Uh, Destruction officers. I played a little bit of it so far. It's it's actually pretty fun. Awesome. It's actually pretty fun. So thanks, Cuddles. Appreciate it. That's where I'll be Friday night. Destruction All Stars. If you have a PlayStation Five and you want to join me, we can squad up, have some fun, dick around with some car combat, which is always a good time. Big fan. But the other, other there was a little addition to our family. This yeah, week. yeah. Congratulations, by the yeah, way. I appreciate it. You know, my wife always wanted a daughter, and uh, it was it was an emotional week. You know, we've all, we've had two boys. It's like I really want a girl. Yeah, I really want a little girl. And it's I long like, overdue. I know. I wasn't too keen on the whole adding to the litter, but we have to welcome Pepper. She is. There's the newest addition to our family. Mm-hmm. A champagne blue-eyed. Oh my God! Yeah, Labrador. And she is totes adorbs. I'm a huge, huge. I wasn't sure because I've always been a cat person. I had Bella for a long time. Right. Bella was 2001 to last year. Uh, and, and I miss Bella. And that was seriously, honestly, man, one of the hardest experiences to go through. Man, Bella, Bella passing was not easy. Um, and so now, Mm-mm. you know, my wife was like, we, could, should we get a dog? And I was like, no. Initially, <laughs> I was like, no, we don't need a fucking dog. We're good. I mean, it's a lot of work, uh, you man. Want me to, you want me to replace Bella? Like, no, no dog. And then she was like, hey, this lady at work, you know, she knows somebody who is, you know, she's she's breeding dogs, and she's got, like, a litter of eight. And I was like, oh, okay, fine, let's go look. I did say totes. I don't give a fuck, Cuddles. I said totes. And you know what, Cuddles? It's going to be totes, Cuddles, dude, 2021. Deal with it. That's what we're naming it, bro. But no. She is. She's actually a lot of fun. I was. I was a little concerned about it, mm-hmm. but the potty training is going great. Like we've already got the bell on the door handle, and this week, constantly, constantly, constantly going to the door, going to the door. She she pooped upstairs once. She peed upstairs once, and we took the poop outside. And said, "Hey, this is where it goes." And I constantly taking it. Now she's actually going up, tapping awesome. the bell, and I'm like, "Fuck yes!" Is that why dude. you put the bell there for me? That's why the bell is there for you, gotcha. buddy. Cool. I want you to go knock on that when it's time for you to go mm-hmm. tinkle. But I uh, know she's been a lot of fun. You know, it's it, it it is a little tough at night because you know you still gotta take them out, you know, late at night. Um, yes, so the it's... sleeping has been a little off here and there. But um, you know, I, and I, t- <laughs> I told my wife, I go, "What are you gonna do though with the bells?" Of like, we're laying in bed and, and Pepper's laying in, her, in the crate next to us, and all of a sudden you hear the bells ring. She's like, "That's not funny. That's fucking hilarious." I hear the bells ring. I'm pushing you out the door and I'm shutting the door and I'm protecting the kids and the dog. That's what I'm doing. What a real piece of shit. What a real piece of shit. Real piece of shit. But no, she's been a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. She's adorable, and um, she's growing on me pretty fast. And, and I got to say, I'm, I'm very glad that uh, Melissa brought her, her down for me to hold her. because You got to see because, her. Because, well, well, part of the reason I asked where Melissa was <laughs> oh, earlier, because I was like, I, was, I didn't want to come out and say, like, there's a dog around, because like, I really <laughs> want to see the dog. Um, but she brought it out, so I got to hold her for a minute, and uh, she's got that uh, that I always the, the puppy breath still. Oh, she got that. Puppy oh, breath, yeah. got that yep. puppy breath, and I don't know what it is about that, but yeah, she's very adorable. She was she's she's soft and like uh, squishy still. Very squishy. Pretty pretty awesome. So you know we're all we're all fur baby loving around here. So that was big uh, fan. That, that big was, fan. That was, so I do got a question though. Oh, I have an answer. Hopefully, why the name Pepper? The kids took over on that one. Gotcha. 
Because, uh, you know, and it's funny because I'm just saying we had, we had the whole list. We had right. a whole list. Hey, Wenzilla, what's going on, dude? Wenzilla's in the chat. What's up, Wenzilla? I'm Wenzilla. But uh, so we had the whole list of names. You know, I, I had Athena on there. I'm a big fan of Athena's name. I actually had Furiosa I, because for whatever oh, reason, uh, fuck. Furiosa, dude, honestly, that's one of my favorite, like, female characters in anything. Yeah, Charlie Stern and Mad Max. Yeah. It was incredible. So we had this whole list of names, though, and, like, we got to Pepper, and immediately Ethan goes, Pepper Potts? Because he loves Iron Man. He loves all the Iron Man movies. So immediately he's like, Pepper Potts? And Anderson was like, Pepper, Pepper. And, I'm, and I was like, oh, shit. And Melissa goes, I kind of like Pepper. And I'm like, fuck, well, I guess I'm out. It's not going to be Furiosa. And Athena or Furiosa? Yeah, I mean, kind of badass names. Yeah, I just, Furiosa. just think Pepper was kind of, uh, I, I love it because it's, uh, that's a, not a pepperish looking dog. It's not at all. That's why you know the kids took over. And that, that exactly. One. But but that but I but that but I think that's that's uh, more fun. And it's probably best that it wasn't Furiosa because I was gonna put hot tar on it, Ted. Like 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 Charlie Stern puts. Tar oh, that was a lame joke. Cool. But then I feel. Like- hey, uh, so <laughs> we got a RoboCop three joke out there that's should, almost as bad. Should have named it RoboCop three. How do you ban a mod? Can you do that? <laughs> you might be able to. You might be able. I think to. you can fight back on right. that. So. But I uh, know it's been it's been awesome. But um, enough of that. It's oh, first of all, ah, you almost forgot. I almost forgot because I, I I slammed this one before the show. Yeah, yeah. If you guys promo, yeah, if you guys check us out, uh, I forgot Instagram it was eleven percent or on Facebook. The uh the story there, he slammed an almost an entire bottle of eleven percent ABV KBS. Whoops. Uh, that that chocolate fudge maple. I do it for all of you. Yeah, I do, do it for all of you. Um, but tonight, yes, uh, uh, he's listening right there. We are drinking Oddside Mayan Mocha Stout, six percent ABV. It is got a real big kick of habanero in there compared to one of the last ones we've had. So like, it's very warm and it sits very warm for you. So um, good stuff. I, I do enjoy the the spicy beers. Yep. Um, but this guy right here, this is not one I'd had yet from Rolk. And this is another sour we got here, and it's called I can't pronounce it right. Sent Annie. It's an Italian uh, kettle sour, right? Did I say that right? Yeah. You're butchering Italian something horrible. Sour. Anyways, yes, this is very awesome. Roak around here, Royal Oak uh, Brewing Company does great beers. They're one of the few in Michigan that we have that consistently does sours. So thank you, Roak. We love you. Half ass beer review. You've probably tried it. Um, you may have actually probably reviewed this, but. Yes, good stuff tonight. Good, good mix tonight. We will we're, say. Well, I'm sure we'll be shit faced. But first of all, before we get to the first yeah. topic, right at the top of the chat, you see Ant House Beats, the fine music you were hearing just before the episode Once started. Again, let you know, just to let you know, Music Therapy Two will be out soon. Soon. I'm not privy to the date. Ant House was like, I can't tell you that, bro. All right, man. I'm sorry. I just, want, I just want to tell the people. He said, No, I, I tell the no, people. No, he doesn't. He didn't want you to know. He didn't want me to know shit. But Ann House Beats, Music Therapy 2 will be out very soon. The, mu- the song you heard at the beginning called Streets of the Love. The second, the, the, the closing song. When you're here for the closing, you got to hear it. it, it it's it Vibe With Me, and it's a fucking awesome track. I'm hyped. Huge Can't fan wait. of the closing track. You guys are going to love it. But look for it. Music Therapy 2 will be on everything. Spotify, Real iTunes, iHeartRadio, everywhere. Make sure you follow that guy. He's on t- he's on Twitter and House Beats. He also streams on Facebook Gaming and Twitch. Mm-hmm. Search him out everywhere. I can't tell you cap o- only only he knows. I-, I don't I'm not privy to that information. I'm not privy to it, but it will be soon. There it is. See? He just said soon. So make sure you check him out, follow him. It's going to be a dope song. It's going to be a dope uh, album, you guys. I'm telling you right now. These two songs fucking dope. 
Yeah, he's, I'm telling you, Cap, you know, he's got a bunch of, he's, he, his tracks are really, really good. He's got, he's, he's a talented artist. He's really, really good. Look for Music Therapy 2 very, very soon. Thanks, Cuddles. All right. First topic, we're going into movies, baby. Movie oh, review. we got topics? We, we have topics. Oh. And it's not fine, just Pepper. I guess. Let's go. I can talk about First Pepper all up, night. little things. And I'm not talking about what's in Tone's pants. We're talking about the movie. Who is your hand? That is a very. God, you're a scumbag. But uh, The Little Things is available now until February 28th on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And this, when we first saw the trailer of this, when you see the cast that's involved here, the level of talent involved was unprecedented. Like, yeah, this is really good. Academy Award winners, all three slots. We're talking about Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. And when we watch the trailer, and we're already getting commentary, and, and you know what, out I, there too. And, there's, and, I, and I, we're getting commentary in the chat about the movie already, and I, and I happen to agree with a lot of what they're saying in, in certain ways, and we'll get into that. But um, this movie, there was a what? This is the first major release with with Warner Brothers. What they're doing with the releasing day and day on streaming service as well as in theaters. Uh, so this is like the first big title of their uh, of HBO Max of like that, that's coming out, and, and again. With the talent involved, obviously the hype behind this thing was palpable. All you got to say is Denzel. Yeah, I mean, it's Denzel. I mean, and and here's the thing, man. Like, Denzel is like Tom Hanks. He'll come out, give a knockout performance. The movie could still be, eh. Kind of like what we saw last week with with, with News of the the World. It was like, okay, great, great performance. Okay, movie, not great. The Little Things, I think it's going to fall into that that category, in my opinion. But I want to get your thoughts first. And what you thought of the little things? Because I know you, we were both equally excited for this movie. We were, and, and we're pretty on par with. Uh, I think the, the. I think one thing I'm learning about this movie, and I know we agreed that uh, mm-hmm. uh, that video I sent you earlier, kind of giving yes. some more background to it. I think it makes. I, I definitely feel like a, it's something I got to watch again because I feel like maybe I've lost some perspective, and that not always. A, that's not always a good thing either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was watching it the one day, and I, I messaged you, and I said, "Man." There's a there's a there's a scene one of the first scenes where Denzel and 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 Raimi are sitting there and you it's not it wasn't necessarily the dialogue they were doing it was just like you could feel the power chemistry was there of these two yeah they had power like they had this crazy chemistry and you're like fuck like this is dope like yep. is this how the rest of the movie's gonna go the problem with the story and the movie overall was definitely like you said the performances were fine it's just that the story felt very. Um, not predictable necessarily, kind of predictable to some degree and kind of cliched, mm-hmm. even with the ending, like I wasn't overly surprised by it. I just, kept, I kind of felt like it was like, I, like they were throwing, throwing softball yeah. or underhand pitches. Like, like there's just this easy it. stuff. Like it really wasn't challenging on thought and mind. Now that doesn't mean that the story was bad. It's not a movie I would watch again, but I just felt like there was, they were on, I always go back to a director Krennig from uh, rogue one when he's like, we were this close to greatness we were this they really were i felt like this movie was on the cusp of greatness so so close and it just didn't have that like that oomph that just didn't it missed that mark and like even early on like when you're they're kind of setting it up and like when 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 rammy's in front of the news people and you're like man this guy is like serious business and like when he starts getting tangled with denzel it's like he almost became so passive it almost kind of took me out of it I'm like why is Raimi being so passive like mm-hmm. you're playing that kind of character that's fine but he's he's not that kind of guy like he's a very stoic character in this right movie. Yeah. which is fine but you know once I 
after the movie is done and I was like, okay, hey, this this was this was I liked the acting, I liked everything that was going on. Jared Leto was a fucking creep. Now, let me tell you something. Oh, yeah. Jared Leto, like, I know there's a lot back and forth about Jared Leto for everybody. I, He's talented as fuck. I yeah, I like a lot says. of stuff. I, I actually says. I actually like his music. I'm not like a super he has fan. Music? But, yeah, 30 Seconds to Mars. I know that lead singer 30 seconds smart. I, I, You're I, weird. I, I know it's all um, techno for me dude fair enough dubstep um but really you never knew he was the lead singer 30 seconds smart. that's gonna blow my mind um he his performance in this movie was was uncomfortable like when he would just look at the camera yeah oh yeah he had that, that de- those dead eyes dude uh, yeah. the whole face was deadpan yeah and it's like it's frustrating because the story was so just so so eh. like it's like these guys like put in so much work in this and you were just kind of like left wanting more. And uh, very honestly, after this video I sent him the other day, um, kind of like uh, maybe it was today was really kind of talking about the different perspective what you have when you watch this movie of, OK, if you were on a jury and you had to convict somebody, mm-hmm. you have to look at conclusive evidence. Right. And that kind of gave me a different perspective. But. It misses the mark because there's so many. I don't want to say plot holes in it necessarily, mm-hmm. but there's just so much more. You're like, well, what's well, who was the this or who was the that or what really drove this? Like, right. it almost kind of almost made it worse to a degree, like you were saying. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I definitely think you should watch it. Mm-hmm. You probably will agree from oh, it seems like a lot of people that you know, hey, the movie was not that great. I was kind of bored. Right. Um, I wasn't there far far as that goes. It just really didn't come swinging like I wanted to, and I still have I have questions. And it's not the kind of movie that at first seems like it wanted you to question, but after kind of like reviewing that that video I found earlier, I feel like they wanted you to kind of question, and they mm-hmm. wanted that big question mark, kind of like at the end of Inception. Yep. However, it it didn't tee you up perfectly for that, right. so you were just like left in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fine. like uh, you know, I agree with everything you said, and a lot of what the fo- folks are saying in the chat, I agree with as well. I mean, first of all, look, there, there's no way to uh, you know you can't discredit the performers involved. Everybody, the leads are great in this movie. Yeah, you know, you've got Denzel as the scarred hero, and it, you know, if, if if Denzel can convey so much emotion through his performances, he's so good in his movies, and if his character is scarred or if his character is is enduring like pain and suffering. He's great at conveying that. So he's a emo- he's got emotions running in, in many scenes. Really, really good. And and Remy Malek is, is a stoic character, and he he's the hot shot detective. You know, he's got this you know nothing phases me persona going on. He's just he's like a machine doing his job, focused. He's very good at what he does and what have you. And then you've got Jared Leto, who's like this eccentric wild card. Like he's just I have I wanted to look it up. I seriously wanted to look up and see how much of that shit he was saying was improvised. There was some random shit that he was saying out there. I was like, I was like, man, that's that's fucking hilarious. Like, that's really funny. And it was just so off the cuff. You're just like, that's got to be improv. He was a fucking weirdo. Like, he was really, really weird. But you know, and, and you know, they're all great. And the synergy between them is all really good. Whether it's it's Remy Malek and Denzel, or Jared Leto and Remy Malek, or all three of them when they're in the interrogation room. They, they're all fucking really good mm-hmm. at each other. So, like, there's nothing. I can't knock the performances. The performances right. are great. But like you mentioned, and the story is just kind of confusing a little bit. Um, and, and, and it's, you know, it, it, there were some themes. that There's some comparisons to a couple movies that I really, really liked that I, that I got vibes from here. First of all, Seven. I got vibes of seven. Oh, I totally did. Like, especially yep. at the end, I was. That's all it was. Was yep. seven vibes. In the beginning, vibes. especially, it was very much like a holy shit. This feels like a right. a, a seven type of show, and it also reminded me of a, of a movie that was um, 
Captain Spaulding, what's going on? Welcome. Good morning. Or good morning. Good evening. But the other movie that this reminded me of was The Pledge. I don't know if you guys ever saw that with Jack Nicholson, directed by Sean Penn. It was like out in 2002 oh, or something no, like that. Seen it. But it was a movie that explored Jack Nicholson's character. Like he, he meets his family. Their daughter is killed. And he makes a pledge to them. Yes, I will find the killer. And he spends prime. Yep. See, prime Derek knows. He knows that movie. Yep. Robin Wright Penn. I mean, it's just it's it's a really really it's it's a dark movie. It's not a feel good movie, but it explores like the commitment that some of these detectives how it kind of takes over their their lives and how focused they get on stuff. So there were some comparisons there, but you know, again, there's when they're all together, it's really really good. But you know, as you mentioned, man, when the things start off, and, and I know that video mentioned, you know, if you're a jury, and there are a lot of obscure things, small things that you could have easily missed in this movie. There's a couple things in that video. I was like, yeah, I noticed the bush light can. Yeah, I know. Yeah, some of the things like, oh, like okay, that. There's that. Some that, good details. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, oh, dude, the the ending of of the pledge is tragic as hell. It's it's seriously, and, and again, that's a movie where I felt like this was trying to be like the pledge. Didn't stick the landing like the pledge. Uh, it tried to be a little bit like seven. Sure as fuck didn't end like seven. Didn't have that ending. I thought it was for a moment when Jerry Lowe was like, you got a really nice family. And I was like, oh, shit. There was a lot of that. Where's the box? That's a lot of that vibe at the end, too, and they're out in the middle of the desert. Like, what the fuck? But, you know, not to get into spoilers, but, you know, there's just there's just this weird theme where they're in the movie. They're trying to make detectives look like, you know, their job is tough. And it really is. And I believe that it is. Right. And and they try to play it like, you know, they're they're these virtuoso people where they're like, you know, I want to find the people who are responsible for this. But then there's some decisions that are made and some choices that are made where I'm just like, this is kind of counterproductive to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I agreed with that. I was like, this, I mean, he's, he wants to, you know, one, one character wants to be an angel and wants to be, wants to help somebody else out. But at the same time, it's like, you're guilty of something. And, and it's just like, it, it, the, the story right. didn't add up. And I was, I was just really confused by that. And it really took away from the performances and, you know, I can't help but wonder if maybe if they would have went for just a more straightforward finale as opposed to trying to be like this, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the way that the, the close. It wasn't even like a, a surprise. It was just kind of like, oh, dude, really? This is this is where they went with this. I, I want to say, like, I felt I feel like. They wanted to explore like because you, you mentioned, like, how the choices that they made, like, especially with Denzel, like grinded him for so long and made him yep. almost sick. Yep. I want to I want to feel like they wanted to try and like. Uh, what was that Tom Holland movie we watched? Um, Devil All the Time. Devil All the Time. Yep. Where that was really exploring like people and their psych and like you know emotions and how right. they how they yep. handle them. I feel like this movie wanted to do that, yep. but it didn't do that, and yep. and instead we're left with like you know uh, well I'll take it back. Um, so uh, Rami Malek's character, you see him starting to turn into Deke. Yeah, you, you see, see him you see him starting apart. to break. Yeah. Yep, yep. Like he's starting to break. Like he wants to do the right thing so much that it almost creates blinders. Kind of like uh, 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 I always go back to Eddard Stark in uh, Ned Stark in yep. Game of Thrones. His honor and his pride was way too much, and that's why he lost his fucking head. Right. You know, at the end of the day, that's why he lost his head because he, you know, he, pride got in the way, and it's kind of what goes on in some of the in, in that in that case. I think with this as well too, um, but. It just didn't stick. It didn't stick the landing. It didn't stick the ending, yep. and it didn't stick those kind of things. Like again, like I said, it was this close to it fucking was close, greatness. dude. It was really close. It was this close. And like, had they just decided, hey, look, let's go for the shocking ending, mm-hmm. or like, 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 like Prime Dead said, go for the the tragic ending. It tried to land in the middle, and I'm sorry, but. 
the buildup with all these interactions with the characters and this this game of chess that Jared Leto's character is playing with them. You're just like, dude, we're, I wanted I wanted the ending to that show. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And they tried to play it safe and land somewhere in the middle. I was just like, dude, no. With this much talent involved, mm-hmm. you never got that one big scene at the end where you're like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Or, oh my God. You were just like, oh. Yeah. That's really? This is where we're going So we're this? going back to normal life after yeah. life, and everybody just kind of gets what they want. And yep. yeah, at the end of the day, I would say watch the movie. Uh, you know, we'll pay for it. I, w- I wouldn't buy it. I mean, unless you're on HBO, unless you're on HBO Max, right. watch it now. But after that, I would wait for it to be on TV because honestly, this is like, it's right up there with a lot of Denzel's movies that. He's really good in it. Like I go back and I think about um, uh, Virtuosity with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but Virtuosity is a terrible fucking movie. But you're just like the talent's there. Like right. like Russell Crowe is committed as fuck in Virtuosity. He's nuts. Denzel's doing his thing, and you're just like these guys are good, but this movie sucks. But you know Denzel. I don't know about dope. Um, <laughs> Uh, but like he's got a couple other movies in there that are, that weren't well received, but you know it, it is what it is. And, and this is one of the Denzel movies where obviously the guy's talent is fu- talented as fuck, and Rami Malek is talented as fuck, and Jared Leto is talented as fuck. The story failed them here. The writing failed yep. them here, and that's just the end of it. You know, it's 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 a bummer. It's a disappointment. It's close. It was it was really close. It could have been great, but it, it ended up it's going to be forgettable at best. Yep, was, I'm, I'm not going to remember this in the. In the in the in the annals of of Denzel movies, this is not gonna be something I'm gonna be like, hey guys, remember uh, fucking the little things? No, we're gonna be at it. So let us know what your thoughts are. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you listen to us on iTunes or anything, he said anal's. Yes, I did. I knew. You know what? If there was anybody that was gonna come out with a sophomoric joke, it was gonna be the oldest fucking guy in the chat. Why don't you grow up, Prime? <laughs> it's past his bedtime. It's past his. Oh, bedtime. he's in like he's like euphoric yeah. right now. He has no idea where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, where oh, am I at? Oh, King Cut. The little things in the cyberpunk of the movie world. Oh, my. Let's oh move my. on. I'm, I'm, I'm we got another topic this. or something we no, can no, get I'm to. I'm going to repeat that. The little things is the cyberpunk. He hasn't even played cyberpunk. And he shouldn't. He should wait. Watch your damn mouth. should wait for the good one. Yeah, no, sit there and die on that hill. Watch like, for all he's going to let you die on that hill alone, watch bro. For, hey, I'm, I'm not telling anybody to buy it. I'm good. Blast nobody though. should. Oh, my And he can't on PlayStation anyways. It's not in the store, remember? Not digitally on Xbox either. Did they take? They didn't take it off Xbox. They took it off, and Xbox no, did, did it first, and then Sony did it after. You Xbox can't, didn't take it off. Yeah, you can't digitally download it on either. Really? Yeah. I don't know about that, man. Yeah. Yep, did they? Yep, try- yep. See, Prime said no. See, you're full of shit. I believe they no, took it off. Now I believe Prime. No, fuck that. Yeah, you don't get to create your own narrative. Get this shit out of here. You're a scum. Xbox did it first, took it off their marketplace, and then Sony did it the next day, or vice versa. I don't know. Doesn't they matter. took it off both for a while. Okay. Yeah. Are right, they bad? Right, okay, right, right. I just thought this guy was full of shit, but apparently Prime is just really full of shit. I was I, I believe Prime for a moment, but that's what I get. That's what shit. I get. All right. Now we're gonna move on to something I know you're extremely, extremely excited about. And I know Prime Dynamics extremely excited about, and I was really excited about because you guys were excited about that. I watched the trailer and I was like, wow, I'm really excited about this now. Let's talk about Cause I fucking love the G Man Godzilla. Kong, and there we, go. we got our trailer. Gojira. Finally, Gojira. This, now hopefully this doesn't suffer the same fate as the little things. This is going straight to HBO Max. As they're well. all like fucking. Uh, I don't know how tall they are. What, how tall? Wait, how, 
Kong is the, t- the so this is the tallest Kong he's in really history tall. of all the King Kongs is that have really? come since uh, what what was the first one in like the 30s or something like he's that? He's been eating his fucking Wheaties, 50s dude. 50s maybe, yeah, he's yeah. This is this is the you know when he votes for Kong, get out of here with your shit. <laughs> Zed J Hill, come on, Hill, man. come on, that's Kong to win, dude. Come on, what's wrong with Kong? Can't be the king if you can't beat the king, and that's Godzilla, oh, brah. Sorry. Oh, Sorry, but sorry. Cone, yeah, uh, you yeah, guys yeah. went nuts when this yeah. trailer dropped. You guys mm-hmm. went crazy. Uh, I want to. I want to get your uh, initial reaction when this popped, dude. I know you watched it like twenty five times. I watched it two or three times within the first hour, and probably within twenty four hours, at least a dozen times. Um, I could check my YouTube stats later. Yeah, you get that heat with that. Don't you? <laughs> it well, does just have wait. Some spice. Just wait till it washes down. Yeah, the habaneros are starting to show up. Yeah, the habaneros right there. Um, holy shit was exactly what I thought when and honestly like some people were hit or miss about some of the music choice for some of the trailer. I love the music choice for the trailer. I thought it was really dope. We can't play it unfortunately because of uh, licensing stuff, but if you get a chance if you've not seen the trailer, you need to see the trailer. That scene when they're on top of right it's coming up right here on the fucking carrier, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 the first This hit. is fucking so hype and he just comes wow oh, him right in the fucking head, dude. I fucking love that. And that's what I like uh cuz I love kaiju films anyways, like yep. I love Pacific Rims. Anything with a big thing fighting is going to get me hyping and I I grew up as a kid completely in love with Godzilla um and, and this to to see now what we are doing, like, I, listen, I love, I love the Toho stuff. I love the, um, uh, the Showa eras and stuff like this. But what Legendary has done to give it this real life pseudo ground based reality look to it with the CG. So we're at that point now. You know what I mean? We're just at that point, mm-hmm. dude. I fucking love these. This movies. right what here, Legendary this scene in, in Japan, uh, where he, where he goes in with the hammer. This right here, this this dude. shot is fucking dude. epic, right? There, dude. that is epic dude. as fuck. That is fucking sweet, right? Yeah, dude. That is fucking sweet. That he's is, using um... he's using basically like uh, uh one of the uh, spines from a Godzilla, like because you know there's technically well who knows really for sure, but I don't know if it's from this Godzilla. We don't know where it comes from, but he uses an axe, and that's pretty cool because you know when you think about it, like primates like develop the intelligence to create tools and stuff like that or whatever like that. So it's kind of kind of neat to kind of see something like that it's not something i don't think anybody expected but so far everybody's like fucking cool <laughs> he's right, got a fucking right. axe whatever he's got a fucking atomic breath why don't I, he have a fucking axe right so right. yeah this this instantly got me really hype and i know definitely w- when this dropped that day uh me and prime didact were freaking out and then then like my uh uh my godzilla facebook groups and everything like that and the kaiju group started just completely <laughs> erupting then all the speculation came out then people are like yo pause the screen at four seconds oh shit we think that's fucking mecha godzilla which the part where the it's where the part where it's the, four um... seconds in the trailer and there was actually a yeah rampage for the record is a great fucking movie i saw that in the theaters rampage is a great movie in the pantheon of kaiju movies and i will Back that up all day. It, it, it honestly, right. Rampage was very surprising on how good it was for what it was. Exactly, it was completely fun, and it didn't hold. It didn't hold no punches. It was campy as fuck, and it wasn't trying to be anything else. And it was fucking so right awesome. there in the in the in the distance. Is it four like, seconds. It's four seconds in, I think. Yeah, that's the. Is that four that's seconds? The four second mark is right here. Is it? Is, yeah. You'll see it come. There, there's like a pathway. They're walking down the stairs. Let me see. Oh no, this is further in. Oh, oh there, there it is, right there, right, right. Okay, there yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, but the toy leak last year, um, was uh, or well, I don't know if it was last year, or last fall, but the toy leak came through and it showed Godzilla Kong and Mecha Godzilla, and that threw everybody for a loop because Mecha Godzilla is nowhere in here. Well, 
this is where we start getting into some speculation territory, but clearly just back it up. You need to back it up a smidge yep, at all. Sure can. Hang on. Is that hard to do? It's probably well, really... it's a little finicky. I'm working on it. Not quantum physics. I mean, it is for me. I'm a moron. Third up. Oh, God darn it. I didn't hit the pause button. I'll try one more time. Try hitting the pause button. That I'm actually trying, might help Daddy. you. That might. All right. You like that? Fair I really enough. like Fair that. Enough. There we go. Right there. It's hard maybe still to see because he's not good at this pause button thing, but <laughs> at this point, when you look closely, there are red glowing eyes, and you clearly like, yeah, and you clearly like see the metallic head of a Mecha Godzilla. So Mecha Godzilla's got a really interesting backstory in the uh, the the background of all Godzillas, where originally in like the uh, when he was created in the seventies and the, during the Toho era, uh, he was actually a bad guy, and he was helped created by an alien race that was on Earth that was posing as humans. See, this year, right here, old school anime Japanese style. This is the other shot that people are yes, talking powering about. Powering up, etc. This is maximum charge, and what it looks like to be like a Godzilla, like in the background behind that, where it says yep. systems, maximum charge behind that looks like it's like an exoskeleton or right. like a mechanical version of Godzilla. Everybody's breaking this shit down. So, my guess is if anybody wants to be involved in a guessing or speculations, and I'm, I'm prepared to do that, if you guys don't want spoilers for the movie. Give you a second here. If you don't care, we're going to get into it. Okay, so. There's your warning. My thought process is at this point, um, after all the speculation, is that when they say, oh, man, Godzilla's attacking all the monarch spots. Why is he, why is you know, he attacking why is he a bad people? Guy now? Right, why is he a bad guy now? Well, Godzilla's kind of never really been a good or bad guy to its, de- it's, it's degrees, right? Like but he's but to counter that. In these last two movies, in this universe, he has been. Oh, yep, he's been overall right. good. He yep. in 2014, he saved from the saved Muto. The yep. one he, but yep. uh, but but to be fair, at the end of King of Monsters, he's got all the the other kaiju around him, yep. bowing so to speak. So yep. maybe this one to his head. They're definitely but, kneeling to the king. Yep, they sure just are. throwing it out there. Um, which makes me think Kong might actually win a fight because give him the King Kong. But anyways, um, that's not actually Godzilla attacking Kong on the aircraft carrier. That is more than likely Mechagodzilla in the Godzilla suit, and eventually that'll melt off and reveal him. Um, Because of those same things, he's targeting specific sites, which are monarch monarch sites. There's a third party people, well, some people may have forgotten. In in, uh, King of the Monsters, Apex, Charles Dance's group, are basically like chaotic evil, and they want to reset everything, and their whole goal is to give it to the kaiju or whatever at the end of the movie in the credits they procure the um uh, severed uh head of king Ghidorah left in the ocean and that is an easy way to create or sell produce some form of skin or however they do it because my guess is the brain wasn't i think the the idea probably that they probably wanted that you know cybernetic cyborgish whatever brain thing right uh, um, and that, and then that, so Apex is kind of like the third, uh, the third spoke in that. So and what was it? And the other thing is, at the end of Godzilla, they're down in that cavern and they see the skeleton of the previous version of Godzilla. Or right at the, the at the beginning of Godzilla 2014, they're in one of the skeletons of it, or that might have something to do more with the Muto. No, that was Godzilla. I think it was a Godzilla. I think it was a Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, um, because yeah, I think the Muto and them were fighting or something weird like that. Um, but yeah, so so a lot of these things are kind of converging into the fact that this is how they're going to bring back Godzilla's is instead of being some weird alien race, you know, it's going to be even though it was confirmed in the last movie King Ghidorah came from outer space, mm-hmm. uh, Monster Zero, 
that uh, Apex is going to create Mecha Godzilla, and they just want chaos, so they want to pretty much fool everybody and think that Godzilla's attacking shit when it's not Godzilla, it's just evil Godzilla, but really Mecha Godzilla, and then they're fighting and stuff like that, which has got a lot of people at that point saying, well, we want to see Godzilla and Kong fight. See, well, that, maybe in that Tokyo scene, that might actually be them. We don't know. There was one theory, and this, and I feel like this is treading on. This is this is a very this is a, the, the line here is very very thin. And I think back to um, uh, Freddy versus Jason. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, someone's gonna, you know, one will stand. You know, whoever wins, we lose, or whatever the bullshit tagline was. You know, whoever wins, we lose. And at the end, we never really got an outcome. You know, at the, you know, Freddie wins the first fight, but then at the end scene, you know, he's he, or Jason wins that fight, but then he's walking off. Freddie winks, and mm-hmm. you're like, God damn it, we didn't get like a yeah AVP as well. Blanco knows AVP is the same way, you know. And the tagline for this fucking movie is "One will fall," you know. So now, if this is Mecha Godzilla and, and, and posing as Godzilla, causing all sorts of destruction, and the theory is what's going to happen is when Kong goes to hit him. With that that axe or that hammer, yep. That you know, one person's like, man, what if he hits in there? And that's when you realize it's it's Mecha God, like it, it does some damage to him, like it messes up his face. It's Mecha Godzilla, and then the other Godzilla shows up, you know, and he's like, oh, hey, let's fucking team up and fuck this dude up. I feel like you're tr- you're treading in very dangerous territory there. Well, you're right, and that's that would be very Godzilla movie-ish too, like you know, because like. That that is would not be the first time in Godzilla's history that something pseudo like that would happen. True, it's very it's very a uh, very common when you start to look back. Um, because a lot of their inspiration, like honestly, 2014 for all the hate that it got, and I will defend it all day, is that 2014 got a lot of hate from a lot of people who weren't familiar with watching Godzilla movies. Like, I love that people who aren't familiar with a lot of Godzilla's past are enjoying these movies and stuff like that. But there becomes a fine line when depending on who's talking who I care about what they're saying or not. I felt 2014 was a perfect, um, I don't know, was a reboot or what do you want to say? It was a, it was a great, um, man, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it encompassed what a lot of the Godzilla movies were. The biggest complaint in 2014 was people saying, didn't oh, see enough of Godzilla. Of Godzilla. Well, guess what? A lot of the early Godzillas, you didn't see Godzilla right away because right. Yep. it's, l- listen, the story about Godzilla, while it's a big metaphor for Hiroshima, Nagasaki, right. and, Nuclear stuff. The big story, or the, the big thing about Godzilla is, is that the story's not always about him. The story is actually about everything. He's a part of it, mm-hmm. but he's not the focal point of it. He just happens to be the biggest part of him because he's literally huge. You know, there's always the the scientist, the the average Joe or the the soldier. All these things, all these all these stuff, all this bureaucracy and all this tug in, tug of war of different things and storylines going on. Yep. Because why else, like in, in a lot of the older movies, would they show like some random journalist being like, man, I got to get these pictures of, God- of Godzilla and, and oh man, I got fired from my job. Oh man, we're in harm's way. Look, he's helping us. And like, you know, it's all these dialogues with different things going on. And a lot of people had a hard time with that because you're seeing you're seeing like Elizabeth Olsen's character and her husband and stuff with Brian Cranston mm-hmm. and like they're very minor roles but that was very much the set piece of how a lot of these early Godzillas were mm-hmm. that what that's what makes it fun and interesting is because you're dealing with a lot of different uh, um storylines as well too and then King of the Monsters comes out and it's just swinging and people were still complaining about that like it was too much now like dude fuck out of here like these movies are for all intents and purposes very Godzilla-esque they just ratcheted up in King of the Monsters and people still complained and I yeah. was like dude yeah no see, I I didn't mind like the the lack of Godzilla I felt it was like the right amount and I think about you know the movie War of the Worlds 
with Tom Cruise, the Steven Spielberg flick, we didn't get to see much of what the aliens were doing. It was more about the, the family and and, right. the, and all the drama that was there. And that's what you got a lot about, you know, from, from Godzilla in 2014. But when he did show up, I was like, oh, man, this is fucking dope. And it was to the point, there was one scene I remember where he showed up and he started battling the mutual, and that's when Elizabeth Olsen is going into the subway and they shut the door and you're like, no, I just like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted to see it That a was a little bit. bit of bullshit, though. I'll, got, get, I'll give you that. I thought it was a really cool way. I was like, oh, you fucking, you teased me. But at right. the same time, it was like you had enough good performance. Brian Cranston was really, really good for as long as he was in it. Right. Elizabeth Olsen was really good. You and I are split kind of like on uh, Aaron Taylor Thompson. I think his name Aaron Taylor or something. Yeah, he's a better actor than the, he was playing a stoic character. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for him in that, but. Uh, we got people talking about the Matthew Broderick one. Um, I'm just going to time in to the 1998 Godzilla. I trash um, out of here with that. Uh, Matthew Broderick miscast. Hank Azaria wasted. John John Reno uh, miscast. I mean, it was just. It, but here's the thing. Godzilla laying eggs. It's 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 a it's a stupid movie compared to all the other Godzillas. But you know what? When it's on, shit. Yeah, I'm just like, this is stupid. Yeah, it's so bad. You it's big good. dummy. It's so bad. It's good. It really is. It, it's to the point where we're just like, cool. I can see Godzilla blowing up a city. But I also get to listen to a guy say, he was hiding in the building. Okay, this is really stupid. But, you know, anytime you can see Ferris Bueller fight Godzilla, I'll watch it for a moment or two. I won't. No? That, it was, I mean, it was, it was really bad. It's a Bueller. really bad movie. There, it's a weird thing with the fan base because actually that Godzilla, of course, there was a cartoon based off that Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla actually did, uh, uh, that Godzilla made an appearance in Godzilla Final Wars where it was a lot of parts and cuts from a lot of different movies and added them together. It was basically like a big, like, like a, like a Royal rumble club fight. And, <laughs> and he got his ass beat by the real Godzilla. Yep. And that was just kind of like a middle finger to the American Godzilla. So yeah, fuck that Godzilla. Uh, there, there it's, a, it's kind of split with a lot of the, uh, uh, Godzilla fan base. Some recognize it. Some still count it because it's a different blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit about it. I think it's garbage, but anyways, I love the cover in King of the monsters though. The Godzilla song. Whoa. That Godzilla song that plays with it, the rock song. Are you talking about the one with Saint Cirque? Saint, the na, 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 yeah, so so dude, the 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 cover in that was fucking. The dope. Co- yeah, that that's that was uh, a Surge Tankian from uh, yes. uh, System of the Down. There you go. Yep. Yeah, no, that that's a really that, good dude, song. That, 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 that's a really when good song. that soundtrack came out, I downloaded it right away, and that was the first lead. Blue song. Oyster Cult. Like, that's what it was. Yeah, Blue right. Oyster Cult. Yeah, dude, right. when that soundtrack came out, I listened. to it, I was like, man, that's a fucking dope that, ass cover. Go go Godzilla, Godzilla. Is that really Blue Blue Oyster Cult? The original. Yeah, uh, Edgar Winter Green, I think, or something like that, isn't it? But anyway, anyway yeah, the, that, that, that track was also, and then after that, uh, the guy that that scored that movie is Bear McCreary, and I think he did Deep Space Nine. Um, he, he's a really, really good composer. And then right after that played uh, was the original Godzilla song from like 1954. It was like the original. So God, it starts the original out, was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, they did a great job with that. So Bear McCreary killed it with that soundtrack. It was really good. It was a it's a great soundtrack, and I do listen to it very often. And I know you were for a while too. Mm-hmm. But yes, very excited about it. Clearly, I could I could talk about this. I, I we've gotten through the speculation. There's a lot of good stuff going on. The last thing I want to say is that what I like that Legendary has done is they've created a common thread through these, which is Monarch. Yep. And there are rumors now that they might do a Monarch TV series on one of the streaming platforms. It's got to be HBO. It's got to be It'd HBO. It'd have to be HBO. Yeah. And, and it, that I like that idea because it could live in that world. be kind of like uh, kind of like how Disney Plus is doing with some of the MCU movies, like yep. their TV series. You could have Monarch be like just a TV series getting into it. I'd be done and with you could, that. Because like, there's a lot of time between Kong 
in like 2014 where Monarch could just be discovering stuff. <laughs> Somebody did mention King Caesar. I knew you were going to be YouTube Blanco. <laughs> Fucker. Um, but very exciting. They have a lot of possibilities they could do that, you know, and they could still keep it in the world and not necessarily need to see them on the big screen, but you could have like the Baragons, the King Caesars, and stuff like that as well. Dude, too. wouldn't it be pretty dope if they got into the Monarch thing? Maybe it was like prior to Kong, maybe get John Goodman in there. I was just gonna say that, but I would he, love I love John, but he I think the he got problem is he was he was way early pieced out way early pieced out. But you could have some of the other characters back, like maybe Tom Hiddleston or Brie yes, Larson come Brie back. Larson, maybe yeah. they sign up and they work for Monarch for a while. So that'd be pretty sweet, man. I love John. I, I'm just a huge John Goodman fan. Yeah. I loved him back in there, and, and the roles that he's taken on lately. He, he's just John Goodman. In my opinion, it was one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The man has screen presence. And obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm biased because I'm a huge fan of Big Lebowski as Walter Sobchak. One of my favorite, if not my favorite John Goodman, like, character ever is Walter Sobchak. I mean, I feel like that's his definitive role. Uh, he's incredible in that movie. And, um, you know, I just I would love to see John Goodman be a part of this. But like you mentioned, because of what happens in, in Skull Island, obviously mm-hmm. it being difficult because it would, ever be, it would be everything prior to that when, you know, the more interesting stuff. Is afterwards. He and, oh, bro, that oh was, brother, I, I was gonna bring that up. He was fucking hilarious yeah. in that. Chrono, he was no a joke. ten. Boom! There you go. Tricky region. Ten, ten Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. Lane. Yep. Yep. I'm telling you, man. John Goodman. Get him a fucking movie with a good script and a character that fits his 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 ability. He'll win a fucking Oscar. Dude, he's here. so good. He's so good. John Goodman is an incredible actor. Huge fan. Huge fan. Anything else you want to say? When does this come out? Is it March 31st now? Didn't it get 29th, 31st. It's the end of March. Uh, really excited. Two weeks after, or is it one week after the Snyder Cut? I think it's a oh, week. Oh, yes. The Snyder, Snyder Cut. The time, so. I, think, I, think I think it's a week. Yeah. Uh, Captain Spaulding, The Big Lebowski, in my opinion, is the best movie ever made. On the mouse um, pad. What's that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See? The mouse pad. I got everyone on there. You got Donnie, the dude, Walter, Jesus, and the stranger. Love it. It's seriously one of my favorite movies ever, man. I absolutely love uh, The Big Lebowski. It's it's the one movie where I don't care what I'm looking for on TV. If it's on, we're watching right. it. I have to watch it. It's one of the most quotable movies I've ever seen. I mean, I can quote that movie all day. It's it's an amazing movie. I love The Big Lebowski. Kronos, Not a fan. I think it's overrated. Okay. How, yeah. Kronos. Uh, can you put uh, Kronos in timeout forever, <laughs> Cuddles? That'd be great. I I'd also like it. to point out that the, mas- the mouse pad here, while it's very good, doesn't move very well because the sticky track ball on this thing. Uh, that's but that's that's don't that's don't black like this room is what I'm trying to get that's at. That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Don't black like the room, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Anything else you want to add about Kong? Or, no, or I'm, King Kong? I clearly I'm very excited. I love kaiju movies, and I grew up with Godzilla and can't get enough of this shit. I will watch Toa Toho uh, 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 Showa. I don't have a, an allegiance to either of them. I actually I kind of lean towards Showa because I really like the early 2000s. Uh, Godzilla, I'm a big fan of that look with the uh, uh, white eyeballs. The end. Love it. Badass. I'm very hyped. Now, before we get to our next topic, we've got to set it up nice and neat. Yes. Next week, on Friday, Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Are you sure it's Wally or Willie? I'm going with I think it's Willie because I just bought the fucking T-shirt. Did you buy that? I did. Oh, I did. bought okay. that T-shirt. It, I think it's Wally, though. I think, I think it, it's Willie or Wally. It's whatever. It doesn't matter. Know? It's Nick Cage. I don't care. It's a Nick Cage movie. I don't care. I think it's Willie's Wonderland now. I think it's anyways, Wally. It probably is Wally's. I want to say I think it is Wally because of Wally World. I was thinking of Wally World from Vacation. I think it's Wally's Wonderland. I, I that's what I call Walmart. Is. Cut that out. Yeah. I don't like Walmart. Uh, everyone knows now that you go to Walmart. No. But uh, obviously Nick Cage, that's the big movie next week. But, but, but we found out this week that at Sundance, they premiered 
another Nicolas Cage movie. And this one is already sitting at a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? A very re- respectable score. Willie's Wonderland. Thank you. <laughs> a very respectable score for this type of movie. Let's talk a little bit about Prisoners of the Ghostland. Guys and gals, when I first seen people start talking about this on Twitter because it premiered at Sundance, there was a lot of excitement and a lot of hype. People started talking about it. And then I got into the, when I started reading stuff, here are some of the comparisons. Here's what people are comparing this movie to. And if this doesn't give you an erection or make you moist, I don't know what will. They compared this to Escape from New York, one of John Carpenter's classic movies with Kurt Russell, Mm. Mad Max, samurai films. They mentioned some Army of Darkness comparisons. This thing blew up at Sundance. That's a lot of things to put together. And immediately after the viewing, the showing, RLJE Films, the same people who quickly picked up Mandy, Color Out of Space, and VFW. All movies we are super fans of here. Major fans. This thing got a lot of buzz going at Sundance. And I want you to listen to this synopsis. This is what this movie's about. No, he doesn't panic. Set in the treacherous frontier city of Samurai Town. Sweet name for a city. I'm already sold on that, by the way. Where a ruthless bank robber, Nicolas Cage. By the way, his name in this movie is Hero. What's his name? Hero. Sold on it already. Is sprung from jail by a wealthy warlord, the governor, whose adopted granddaughter, Bernice, has gone missing. The governor offers the prisoner his freedom in exchange for retrieving the runaway. Strapped in a leather suit that will self-destruct in three days. There's your Escape from New York comparisons. The bandit sets off on a journey to find the young woman and his own path to redemption. Now... As we're flipping through the scripts, as you can see here, this stars Nicolas Cage. Um, I want to say her name is Sophia Butella. Now, the name Nick Cassavetes. I don't know if you know who that is. And you'll see him here in a moment in this picture where Nicolas Cage is wielding a shotgun and there's a guy standing behind him. Nick Cassavetes' character is named Psycho in this movie. It's awesome. So there's Hero and there's Psycho. Uh, Nick Cassavetes is the guy in um, Face Off who's like, you want to take his face off. Yeah, he's like he's a, he's an awesome character. You guys, this movie sounds fucking bonkers. Now, this is directed by Shion Sono, a prolific Japanese filmmaker. Now, if you want to understand the type of director and the type of movie you're probably going to get here, look up the movie Su- The Suicide Club on YouTube, the subway suicide scene, and you'll kind of get a real good idea of what this director is about. And it matches up with the uh, comments that people were making on social media that this is a violent movie. Yeah. It's a post, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. And the best thing I've read, Gonzo Nick Cage. Crazy-ass Nick Cage, dude. And I'm hyped, dude. This, this, th- Nick Cage continues to just take these chances. Are they chances at this point? No, th- th- this is calculated. He, he has, knows what he he's has doing. Ca- he is he is found himself a yep. complete niche. Yep. 
and, and, and when you take a director like this, the Sono fellow, who is very much comparable to the Cosmodos guy that directed Mandy, just a unique vision, gives you a different perspective on things, and takes the violence to the nth degree, this movie's going to be fucking nuts. Mandy is straight fucking rock and Ma- roll, Mandy is Mandy is out of all the movies that Nick Cage has made since Face Off. Which I, f- I still feel like is, is, one of, is, is one of his best movies ever. Oh, yeah, Face Off is so. an incredible movie. That's Troy. But since Face Off, Mandy is Nick Cage's best movie. I love Color Out of Space. I'm sure Willie's Wonderland will be really good. And who knows? That might, be, that might take the cake. Uh, the par- was it parents? The parents. The parents. Great, mom and dad. Mom and dad. Mom, excuse me. Yeah. Great movie. And, and, and everything before Face Off, like I love Raising Arizona. I mean, he's got a lot of great movies. I mean, City of Angels. Con Air. Con Air. <laughs> Uh, the Rock. I mean, yeah. leaving Las Vegas. The guy, you know, you know Nick Cage. Yeah, but Mandy, it's fu- Mandy is fucking it's rock fucking and roll. Amazing, it's dude. punk rock. That's the first. That was the first RJLE movie that we that I saw. That I mean, because yeah. if you look at their catalog of movies, RJLE movies before that, there were a lot of B horror thrillers. But Mandy is the one that was like, oh, these guys can spot talent. Let's get some of these wild movies in there. Call it out of space. Yeah. VFW. They take these actors who are either older actors, but they're talented. They're good actors. They put them in scenes and movies where like this fits what their abilities can do. And it just makes a good movie. Because they're wild fucking movies. King, we are actually, so I'm glad you brought that up. This is the banter and babble is uh, actually. <laughs> we're secretly. Yeah, we're transitioning. Yeah, we are. We're transitioning into a, a, a Nicolas Cage Strictly uh, uh, web show. One podcast. true God. We work for that. <laughs> we work for that Reddit page. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the true paradigm of uh, acting. Yeah. But uh, no, just the description of this movie um, and, and seeing the response. If Nick Cage doesn't follow me, then I have no hope in this world. Hey, who knows? Dude, imagine if Nick Cage is sitting right here. We should day. probably go back, clip all the stuff we've said about Nick Cage praising him, and we should probably. He doesn't use Twitter, but. He doesn't. That's a, that's a, I'll send a fucking email to his publicist, which is probably him. Do it, or you're a bitch. Uh, I, ooh. When he talked dirty to me like that. But uh, no, this looks dope. Now, we don't have a trailer for this yet. I, I scoured everywhere. There's no trailer for it yet. RJLE picked this up. They will be distributing the movie. Now, I don't know when that'll be. It premiered on January 31st at Sundance. I don't know what kind of turnaround that time is from a Sundance movie to you know streaming services or theaters or whatever they're going to do with it. Hopefully, it's soon. But you know some of these movies, I mean, Calling Out of Space, that was an October release, wasn't it? I know Mandy was like Colorado October. Space. Yeah. That was a uh, that was last uh, late winter. Late winter. Okay. No. It was like January, February. Just send him a script. He will take anything. And that's kind of the way he is. But I think he does look at like it, he wants to like find these movies that are just. But the difference with him, I think, he gets it. He get yeah. he's in on the he's in on the joke. Oh, yeah, he know he's in, he's in on the bit. He knows what's going on. People want to see him do Nick Cage, and as I mean Nick that's kind of brilliant. I mean, dude, people are talking about Nick. Dude, you look at Nick Cage who went to Bod. He was video on demand for a long time. And you look at what Bruce Willis is doing at video on demand. You mentioned a Nick Cage movie. Everyone gets fucking hyped. Why? Because Nick Cage is in that movie from start to finish. He is committed to it. He is into it. Bruce Willis movies, beginning, somewhere in the middle, at the end. And it's a half-assed point. There's a difference between what Nick Cage is doing and what Bruce Willis is doing. Nick Cage might be taking these lesser films, these lesser, smaller budget films, these crazier films, but he is... Using his ability, Bruce Willis doesn't have Nick Cage ability as an actor. He really doesn't. Bruce Willis He's is an old just old curmudgeon now. Bruce Willis is a fucking loser. I hate Bruce Willis now. I used to love Bruce Willis. Die Hard was one of the greatest movies ever made. Curmudgeon. And then, and then I hear about Cop Out from from 
from Kevin Smith, and you're like, okay, he's he's a scumbag. And then he was on videotape being a scumbag. Yeah, hey, so so real quick before we move on from this and to keep this kind of on top of Nick Cage, and, and now he's got another movie coming out soon that yes, I think want to talk about um, this one. Too. Doesn't have I don't think it has a trailer for that yet either. It doesn't no, this one's early um, in development. This one, well, th- I think this one's isn't this so soon release as well too? I don't know if it's soon release. I thought IMDb said it was a soon release. Oh, I thought IMDb. They had, just don't like, have a trailer. They don't have a trailer for it. Have you you seen that Kaka space trailer for Cosmic Sin? I have not seen that. So if anybody's familiar with uh, JCVD um, on Amazon Prime, first of all, you need to watch. What is that? What is JC? Is it Jean Claude? Jean Claude Van Damme plays okay. basically Jean Claude Van Damme, who's secretly is like a FBI CIA agent mm-hmm. in a complete. It's a spoof of himself clowning on himself in all his movies, and it's amazing. Like it's amazing. There's a point where he's doing stuff like. I don't want to get it. No, but (laughs) JCVD is fucking amazing. Well, Nick Cage has a movie coming out. Cuddles, I don't know if you can check out IMDb. Uh, It's a a movie I thought it was supposed to be releasing soon. We have no trailer for it. Nothing. Um, I don't think there's a poster for it. There was nothing on IMDb. He's got a movie coming out that is his JCVD movie, and it's like coming soon, like this spring. Really? And he's basically, the, the premise is, is that some rich cartel guy in like uh, Mexico yep. hires him to come in, brings his family in, and wants him to do like uh, something for somebody's birthday or something. And he's like, well, I need the money. I'll do this, whatever. He goes down there, and it's like a, sh- a shtick. Like they capture him. Kind of think like uh, 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 Jack from Tropic Thunder, where they like, they want him to do, like, they want him to play his main character. Simple well, Jack. Yeah, Simple Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so JCVD, JCVD, here we go. Uh, Nick Cage uh, ends up playing roles from movies he wasn't in. Like, he does, like, a character from, like, Pulp Fiction and shit like this. Yep. So, there, there's a movie. Yeah, I don't know if you can find it, Cuddles. I can't think of it. I had it in the chat earlier this uh, last couple weeks. But, um, so that, we've got that on the horizon, too. And I can't even recall the name, but it's supposed to be out, I thought, this spring. Uh-huh. No trailer. It's probably one of those things where Nick Cage just drops and everyone goes fucking nuts. I, I feel like right now at this point, anything that Nick Cage is, is in has a high probability of becoming a cult classic of some sort. Yeah, absolutely. And and like if there's a guy outside of Jean-Claude Van Damme who can clown on himself, who needs to like unbearable weight of massive talent. The unbearable weight of massive talent. If there's anybody else that needs his own JCVD, it's definitely it's Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah. Yep. So there we are. No, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. And Pikachu, I love Fifth Element as well. It's one of the last great Bruce Willis movies. Absolutely. The Fifth Element is fucking One of incredible. the all-time greatest sci-fi flicks, too. And you want to know what's crazy? Uh, Gary Oldman hates that movie. He does. He says it's unbearable. Yep. Which is crazy, but he actually did it as a favor to uh, Luke Besson because Luke Besson funded one of his previous movies. And so Luke Besson was like, hey, will you be in this, will you be in this movie for me? And he was like, yeah, sure. He fucking hates it. Yeah, it's but shame. it was funny because somebody said, "Do you realize this is a cult classic?" Now he's like, "Fucking weird, dude." He's like, "It's crazy," but hey, that's how it is. But yeah, Gary Oldman is—he uh, he is a treasure. Gary Oldman is an amazing actor. I love Gary Oldman. I'm a huge Gary Oldman fan. I know he's got a questionable history. He said a lot of stupid shit back in the days. A lot of stupid shit, even recently. But he is, for talent-wise, for as an actor, oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. He he's commands the scream. He 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 was a theater actor. He's a, he's been schooled in acting. Like the man can talk acting when he talks acting. I, mean, I think and stuff about like the that. professional. I think about Scarlet JFK. Letter. <laughs> Scarlet Letter. Uh, I think about um, obviously you know the Fifth Element. I mean the guy. He's just he's got so much. You know Batman, the one movie I have not. Jim Gordon. Yeah. He yes. actually you know and it was funny they asked him about why he did Batman. It was work. He didn't. He wasn't a huge fan of it. 
It's really weird. Like he's really there were like three or four movies they asked him about. You know the movies that he was in, and one of them was uh, uh, the Fifth Element. And he said didn't care for it. That movie comes out March nineteenth. Tone that movie comes out really. Told you I thought it was soon. See that's Nick Cage for you, man. Every fucking month he's fucking got some shit coming do it. out. Dude. Do it, bro. Let's that go. Movie comes out March nineteenth. Fucking, fucking rock and Did roll. We get a fucking trailer. Shit, that's dude. what they said. That there's no trailer for this. There's fucking no trailer movie for yet. The, there's no trailer for this fucking movie. Prisoner of the Ghostland. Like, how is there not a trailer? It's at Sundance. It's fucking. He's punk rock, man. You don't Weird. get shit. All right, <laughs> we are moving on. To be to fair. To be fair. <laughs> moving on, we got to talk about some video games. Um, first up, uh, I actually made my way through the Medium, which is uh, like the first big Xbox exclusive. Uh, an Xbox Series X, and apparently it's not on last gen because you were like, "Hey, man, I'll play this too, so I can talk about it." Not on Have Xbox. No one. idea. So, um, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the medium. We'll try to avoid some spoilers. Just talk about it in a general sense. Um, I had to unpack a little bit with this game. There was uh, the story, you know, and it's very much kind of like The Last of Us Two with its storytelling. It's not straightforward. You know, you 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 get your opening like, okay, look, here's what you're doing. You're going to this place, but then as you're making your way through the game, you know, you're learning all sorts of new stuff in various different ways. You know, not just from the main character's perspective, from other characters' perspectives, but. Um, the Medium is a third-person psychological horror game from the developer uh, Bloober team, and they have made games like uh, Layers of Fear, Bloober, uh, Observer, Blair Witch Project, and you know, based on my past experiences with their games, especially Layers of Fear, uh, the one thing I will always credit the studio for is their ability to drum up a very engaging story. They are expert story writers. They have they write stories with a deft hand. They're very, very, very good. At, in terms of storytelling, oh, it's huge, especially for a game like this that isn't so much focused on combat. There are a few elements here and there, but it's very minimal compared to so like uh, something like Resident Evil, which there are comparisons to Resident Evil. It's a third-person game. You're walking through areas. You're trying to solve puzzles. There's monsters and whatnot, but the combat is much more subdued. There's a very few instances, but it's very minimal. Yeah, it, Prime says it plays like a Telltale's game. It's very similar to something like that. It's more about what you're learning uh, and, and going through and experiencing the story. And Bloober Team does it again. They deliver a great story. My only issue with Bloober Team with some of their previous titles, especially Layers of Fear, is their ability to optimize a game and get it to run properly. Layers of Fear, when I when I was with Short Paws, that was like one of our first big reviews that we got to do. We got a code from them. Fucking awesome. the game before. I was like, oh, man, this is fucking dope. So we got in there and played it. And I scored it low simply because, man, in the last, uh, probably the last quarter of the game, the frame rate tanked. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It, was a, it, it pulled me out of an experience. And when an experience, a game is trying to grab a hold of you with its story and the game is completely falling apart in terms of performance, it was like, fuck, dude, what is going on? Uh, Pikachu, some people had a few glitches in the medium. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Obviously, again, Bloober team, very talented with the pen when it comes to writing a story. Not quite there with, with optimization. However, I will say this. I have not played the Observer, and I really want to play that. My understanding is that thing runs almost flawless on the PS5 and on Xbox Series X. My understanding is Observer is a fantastic running game, and that's something I might have to look into at some point. Because I've, and that has Rucker Hauer in it, which is fucking awesome. Rucker Hauer is an Observer, and that's so that's one reason I really want to check that out. Uh, Tricky Reason says mine runs. Tricky, I was actually reading online on Twitter. They released a patch recently on PC that 
just about tanked the performance. Yeah, I guess it wasn't too bad prior to that. Wait, wait, I might be able to play it on PC now. You, you might be able to, but oh. it tanks the performance of the game on PC, which is unfortunate. That's it's a bummer, but oh yeah, so really PC things because well, I'll get to that in a second. But man, okay, I didn't realize that was a thing on PC. I told you it was. Did it's you? probably on, yeah. I said it's on Game Pass. It's probably on PC as well. Well, no, you I know. I, I but I tried playing it. Uh, oh, that, did I tell you, you that? Was, you, I remember you did say it was running like shit. Like, even it. on low settings, I was like, "What the fuck?" They is going released on? something that um that 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 something that, there was everyone was like they, they released something that fucked the game up. Like it's trash right now. Yeah, because right I like PC. I I don't have a Series X right now. Um, there's just not enough <laughs> games up there that I'm worried Six about. Six Piece Nuts is not really bad. Issues RTX three thirty seventy. Yeah, well, when you're in the upper echelon, I would hope it would he run. He actually easier. has only one of his kidneys now. He sold the <laughs> one of them for that. We'll be hearing from uh, Six Piece Nug here in a little bit, but um, you know, the story of the medium is uh, Marianne. Uh, you play as Marianne, uh, uh, expertly voiced by Kelly Burke as well. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Troy Baker's in this game. Troy Baker, who was Joel in The Last of Us, one of the be- most prolific voice actors in gaming. Like he's really he's right up there with Nolan North, Higgs Monahan in uh, fucking Death Stranding. Go yeah, on. He was also Batman. Yeah, he was my. Yeah, he was also. I believe he was Batman in um. What was the the one that wasn't from uh Batman Origins? Origins. Yep. I think he was, was he in Batman. That. In I don't that? know if he was Batman, but he had a huge role in that in that game. He might. Oh, he might have been Joker. Isn't he also in Borderlands? I don't know if he's in Borderlands. Uh, he's not. Is he handsome Jack? He's not handsome Jack, is he? I don't know. That's interesting. Anyways, he was Joker. Thank you, Blanco. Yeah, like, like Troy Baker is just an incredible boy. He's very, very good oh, at what he's he does. Oh, he's good at what he does, yeah. Um, and he plays Maul. He's like the, the demon entity that's chasing you through this game, and it's very, very creepy. He says some really weird shit. Um, but Barry, basically, Marianne is a medium, which means she has the ability to um, project herself into a spirit plane as well as the material plane, which I believe is what it's called in this one. So she can kind of like enter both planes and and kind of help these spirits who are trapped there that weren't able to leave upon right. death. Um, and she is haunted at the beginning of the game. She's haunted by these visions of a girl getting murdered on a dock. And after that, after her her step or not her step, her adoptive father passes away, she gets a call saying, "Hey, look, uh, I know who you are. I know what you are, and I need your help. I need you to come to the Nemo Resort." So you go to this abandoned resort. And you're trying to discover who this person is that's calling you, and you go through this resort, and it's it's cool because you're not just playing as Marianne, even though she is the central protagonist. She's an important part of the story, a very important part of the story. And you know, again, I'm not gonna get into spoilers because it just released, but overall, the story was really, really good. Like it's it's a there's a lot to unpack. There is a lot to unpack. There's a whole lot going on in this game. Like I said, it's not a straightforward game. It's much like The Last of Us 2 where you're you're just kind of like gaining information from different characters and different scenarios where it's kind of piecing everything together. The other thing I want to mention about the medium that's super important, explore every nook and cranny. There's a lot of collectibles, postcards, Love that notes, shit. Love that shit. That explains a lot of lore, but not just lore about the world, but actual characters that gives you a little insight to what's going on at the Nemo Resort. Oh. And, uh, you know, the, it gives you a look into the motive of certain characters, of what they're doing, why they're doing it, a lot of backstory, and it's really important to look it up. Do you think that's lazy storytelling? I don't think it's lazy. I mean, if it was shitty writing, like if it was, if it was empty stuff, yes, I would say it's lazy storytelling, but it is really, really good. Now, I don't know what kind of, like, development costs were here. 
you know, had they created more scenes to explain that stuff, might have been interesting. Because the game's short. It's very short. It's it's an eight-hour game, and I, and I have to wonder, and, and I don't know if Prime feels the same way about this, but it's there's been some, I would say, fair comparisons to this being a walking simulator. Marianne and every character you control walks very slow. You did you call do, it a Telltale game. You do have the ability to run faster. I'm not even going to call it a fucking sprint. It's a light jog. I have to believe if you had any ability to sprint in this game, it would have been completed much, much sooner. But um, yeah, you're walking from story to story. Yeah, I understand you're walking, and, and, and it helps that it, it helps that um, the worlds that that they've created, especially in the in the in the um, the spirit plane, there are a lot of like wild areas to explore. But it's still very linear. Uh, I hate the the light jog BS in games. I'm not a fan of it either. I kind of wish you could, because I mean, there's there's a lot of instances between collectibles where you're just walking, and I feel that it creates some pacing issues with the story. Like, let me get to the next collectible or the next piece of lore faster, right. so I can you know enjoy this. And I feel like the light jog, and I don't want to say that was the intent, but honestly, God, if you could run faster in this game, it probably wouldn't have taken eight hours. It probably would have taken like seven or six. So it's okay. a shorter game, but the plus side of that is. It's a part of Game Pass. You can go in and download it. And again, Bloober Team is exceptional at storytelling. And there is a really, really good story here. It's really engaging. Uh, there's a lot of things. As the information trickles out and you learn things from certain characters, and, and as the events unfold, you're just like, oh, shit. And, and multiple times, you know, as I'm streaming, Josh was in there and Pikachu was in there. We're bouncing ideas off each other, like, man, what does this mean? Or who is this character really? Mm -hmm. Who is this spirit related to? I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of good stuff in this game, but it does have its faults. I didn't experience any kind of like technical issues. Um, I, I mean, there were some very small ones, but nothing that kind of like took me out. Not like what I experienced with Layers of Fear. Right. It's a good story, but you know, the combat, you know, when you have something like Maw, you would kind of hope to have some like a more engaging combat you're just sure. basically running and hiding from them so it's kind of like eh, you know that, that's cool too but the story is strong enough for you, like, it's worth the playthrough. now would i have paid 60 bucks or 70 bucks for this game probably it's 50 not. bucks outside of uh game is it pass? outside of game pass it's 50 bucks yeah, okay like 50 well that's bucks. good then um but it was just kind of like you know the combat system is is a little just underwhelming considering the people sure. you're going up against but overall it was it was a good story. It's a good it's it's worth it's definitely worth a playthrough. I definitely worth a playthrough. and that's where I'm at. Like I want to play it. I don't have a Series X right now. Uh, my PC on canirunit.com says I can't run it, but I was starting to run it, and I think I could have played through it. But I'm like, why is what's up with the frame rate? But now that you're saying something wrong with the PC upgrade to it recently, I wonder if maybe. I need to have that fixed, and maybe I might be able to play it, even on low settings. I it just want tanked, to experience the story. The, whatever update they put out tanked the game for okay. a lot of people. There was I, a, it was like universal just about gotcha. that. The game is not running really, really good on PC after this latest update. Right. I definitely want to play it. That was one of the few games for Series X. I mean, it's really cool, man, the way you play touch, the game so. and how you're kind of like there's two different planes at the same time. On top Frame of the right there it is right there. That was the problem I was having with it. Yeah, and like the top part of the screen is like you know the spirit world, and the bottom kind of the screen mm -hmm. is the material world, and certain things you do in each world can affect the other world. I mean, there's a lot of cool concepts in this game. Yeah, it it's a lot 30. of cool concepts, but I still think Bloober Team is this close. They haven't quite hit their. I, then again, I haven't played Observer, and a lot of people have said Observer is fucking awesome. 
I have not played Observer. They're consistent, I, it sounds like, at the very they're least. They're very consistent. Okay. It's just they struggle with the optimization portion. That's going to be – that. Uh, my understanding is Blair Witch didn't run particularly well when it first came out. You know, I can tell you Layers of Fear didn't run very well. On Xbox Series X, this game runs at 30 frames. It holds pretty good. I didn't experience any, like, major stutters. I wasn't really looking for me. I was more like engrossed by the world. I was like, "Oh, this is a really pretty." It looked really, really good, and you yeah. know, you know, now you now there's a lot of Silent Hill comparisons, and that's fair because, as you all know, the original uh, guy that did the sound for Silent Hill was involved in this. They brought yep. him in. Yep, he's got some. So, yep, they have some Silent Hill DNA in the in the, in the studio. Yeah, which is so. pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely worth a look. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's 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 story will hit you, and it definitely it probably is worth a second playthrough if you want to try to go through and find all the collectibles and. Maybe fill in some some loose ends that maybe some stuff that you didn't quite. They're a three star team with four star. Absolutely, they're like like Prime. Like I really hope at some point Bloober Team either gets picked up by one of the big publishers, either Microsoft, Sony. Stay away from Nintendo. I don't want any of that shit on the Switch. But get picked up by a big publisher where they get those unlimited resources. Maybe get a better engine to work with. Bring a gameplay tester in like me. Get Tone in there to fucking make it even worse. Yeah, I mean it's just. They're they're really close. Bloober team Bloober team reminds me a lot of spiders. Uh, the same dollar they made like Greedfall and Technomancer. Yeah, they're expert storytellers. Yeah, they were they were they, they're yeah, working yeah. with minimal resources right now. They don't have the best expert expertise when it comes to game Technomancer development. Technomancer is a really cool concept too. Technomancer was could have been really really good, but the the the, the, the gameplay itself and the mechanics of the game were just yeah. a little underwhelming. Greedfall, I'm waiting. Waiting for that next gen upgrade. They're they're coming out with one for the Xbox Series. I'm X waiting for it too because I'm, I'm I will I'm fucking it. play that. Wasn't shit. that free on PlayStation recently? Uh, was it a plus game? I feel like it was. I think you're right. I think it was. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. Spiders is another Dude. very. They're very much like Bloober Team. They're talented writers. They create great worlds. They create great stories. Just not quite the quite there yet on the optimization side and, and developing. Let's hope games they get there. I hope they get there too. They're really, really good. So Cuddle says uh, it's on Game Pass. Uh, Greedfall, check it out. It's Greedfall is really good. Uh, wait, Pass. wait for the um, wait for the big update. Wait for the next gen update. That's my plan. So you can get that at sixty frames in the wait higher resolution. Series or whatever X, else they do hopefully to it. So. a Halo version of it. But overall, worth the playthrough. I really liked it. I think it was really good. Uh, I'm wait- I can't wait to see what they do next. I I, I actually saw one of their uh, developers on on Twitter today said they are now hiring for the next big project. So they're working on something new. Good for them. They made all their money back already. Uh, based on the sales and the Game Pass stuff, they've already made all their money back. All their marketing costs, everything is good to go. So Righteous. Really excited for them. Can't wait to see what they work on next. Um, we're going to stick with gaming news for just a moment. One thing I have to talk about. It was big news this week. Kind of caught everyone off guard because we thought this baby was dead. We thought it was dead. Well, since 2014, it surely been has been dead. a long time since we've seen an NCAA football game. A long time. Um, 2014. You know, despite the fact that the cover boy was Denard Robinson, <laughs> Jay Hill, and I'm sure uh, Prime are like, he was so good. He's a terrible quarterback. Yeah, an athlete, say, terrible have we heard about him since then? I'm no, sorry. we haven't. You know yeah, why? Because no, he's a terrible quarterback. Terrible quarterback. But I digress. Uh, EA, announced, EA Sports this week announced college football is coming back. And asterisk. This is, yeah, there's an asterisk here, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But this is really exciting for me because, honestly, man, outside of SOCOM 2, leading up to Destiny, NCAA football was probably my most played multiplayer game because of the online dynasties. I can't tell you how many classes in college that I skipped because I had to get my recruiting done before my brother or my cousin or somebody else in our league 
started recruiting at running back. I had to get in there and recruit hard before the season started. There, there, there were some really cool RPG elements. I would call that RPG. If you're managing stuff and you're trying to recruit and bring in people to your squad, right. that's RPG elements. And that was fucking sweet. You would sit there and see, my brother's recruiting this running back, but I want him. And so now you're trying to you're trying to pitch to that running back. You got to go out there and perform on the field. You got to give them incentive to come to your school. You're battling, dude. This is obviously back in like 2000 and when we were really heavy in online leagues. It was like back in 2004 or five. We're sending emails back. I'd get done with class, go to the email lab, go there, and there would be just an email chain. People talking shit. Stay the fuck away from my running back. PS2. This was like PS2, PS3 era, like stuff like that. Like yeah, early. PS3 came out in 2006. Was it? 2005, 2000. It was 2002. They had a league too. It was 2002. It was right towards the end of my college career, and I realized I'm just not. It would have been PS2 era. Was it PS2? Yeah. I mean, it was just like like I said, man. We spent a lot of time talking Damn. shit, getting into it. So I was really hyped about that. But so EA came out and said, "Yo, college football is coming back." But not get too hard. No. There's here's the asterisk. Here's the first part. There's uh, there was a website that came out, put out a bunch of me. Prime Data sent it to us. And there's some good information here. Here are the two pieces that are really important. First of all, the NCAA still prohibits its players from profiting in any way from their role as student-athletes, though the organization is currently considering changing those rules and legislative pressure from states like California. EA says it's continuing to watch those developments closely. Now, that's interesting because in the post – for this game on EA's website, they said, probably not going to be this year, might not even be next year. They get everyone excited. Now, there's a reason for this because, look, uh, I think Matt Piscatella on Twitter, who covers a lot of video game news and sales and whatnot, NCAA football is like the fourth highest like game in terms of generating profits. It's one of the most popular sports titles because <laughs> they ain't got to pay anybody for it. No, right, right, right. Yeah, and I mean it's, but it sounds like crazy. There was right. dude, when NCAA football and Madden were coming out at the same time. There was a massive audience that wouldn't even fucking waste their time with Madden. T- towards the end in 2014, I know people that work in those industries. Yep, those were selling more than Madden. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of excitement because of all the, the everything that is involved in an NCAA title, NCAA football game. So that's interesting to watch because EA now says it's continuing to watch those developments closely, and I'll tell you why that is. Second part of this article says, though the NCAA and its players won't be directly involved in this new game. EA is working with the collegiate licensing company for imagery and trademarks associated with the included schools, which is about 100 programs, 100 schools that are involved. But some of the most important trappings of the college football season, such as the conference system and bowl games, seemingly won't be covered by that per-school licensing agreement. So you get, if they were to push out NCAA football this year, there's a probability you wouldn't see Big Ten, you wouldn't see the Pac-10, you wouldn't see SEC, you wouldn't see any of the oh, Fuck the SEC, we don't care. You wouldn't see bowl games. So there would be a lot missing, which is why, we go back to this, EA is continuing to watch those developments closely because if that legislation, if all that stuff changes, now EA is going to be like, cool, we got conferences. Green light. We got bowl games, we got players likeness, and players are getting paid, paid which they should, which they should. They should. But this is exciting, man, to have NCAA football come back. Do I have people texting me this week that have since retired from gaming? These guys are older like my age. They've got families and stuff. 
And I sent this tweet out to every, oh, you got to go to bed. It's seriously the next topic. But if you got to go to bed, I understand. We'll get you in on the next show, buddy. I know we've gone long, but I appreciate you, man. I'm sorry. Um, if you can wait just a moment, we can get you on. Up to you. I'll let you decide. Without the NCAA license, though, dude, they can add any customization suites, though, so they would allow you to add logos. or Yeah, but I mean, they're going to add logos, but you're not going to be able to add, like, Michigan State or Michigan. You're not gonna, you can add – yeah, I understand that part of it, but I want the whole thing. I don't want, like, to put down Michigan State Spartans and have it be, like, a green orb or Michigan Wolverines and have it be a dog. You know, they're not going to give you or a turd. Spartan. They're not going to give you a Spartan head in the customization. Make Oh, well, you know, we can't put Michigan State Spartans, but here's the Spartan head. You know, I want this they, to be They used to do that authentic. with the wrestling games. And, I, and, and Forchhammer, I know Forchhammer knows this, too, is because – what what made the other NCAA, NCAA football games are awesome. The, well, the Power Five schools, yeah. But I want everything, bro. I want everything, Forge. I want everything. I don't want a, a mixture of this and that. I want everything, and that's why they need to. I, I'm cool with EA waiting this out a little bit for the CLC and, and for for everything else to uh, to be included with it. But the reason that uh, the the thing that I've always loved about in the NCAA games, they would launch. And you would have just player jersey numbers, their numbers, and some similar likeness. You know, their ability. Right. You, know, you wouldn't know that it was Clarice. Um, what was his name? Clarice um, Moret or whatever his name was, the running back for Ohio State. I don't. Anywho, that's too much for me. Um, you know, you wouldn't know that it was him. You wouldn't have his name, but the the stats for that player would be through the roof. You're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I know who that is. But there was always a group of people that would get together, and they would create the rosters. For every fucking yeah, and team. you can fucking just download them, and right? you can download yeah. them, and then boom, you've got names for everybody. Yeah, so that was the dope part of it. Maurice Claret, thank you, and um, thanks, Forge. And that was like the coolest thing. You go in there and you download the roster. I got everybody here, and then you can play through everything, through every every season until you get to the fourth year, and you're like, all of a sudden, it's just made up names. But that was the beauty of NCAA football, man. The community worked together to create the rosters, and they were pretty much on point. They were pretty. I mean, people would go in there and tweak stats a little bit. They look at forty times, and they look at how much they can bench with. You know, this guy's strength's a little bit higher. He should be a little bit faster. They do little tweaks. I always appreciated that. I always liked that about the uh, NCAA football series. But this is exciting overall. I'm really excited about this. The fact that NCAA football is coming back. Yeah, man. A lot of people are hype. A lot of people are hype, and rightfully so. I can't fucking stand Madden football. I can't stand. I played the recent one. I was like, I can't stand this shit. Give me my NCAA football back. Let me get into an online dynasty with some friends. Get in there, talk shit, do some recruiting. That's all I want to do, man. That's all I want to do. I'm really excited about this. So hopefully this pans out. But hopefully, hopefully. for the sake of, of six-piece nugs, let's move into, uh, yes, here we go, the next topic. And I know this is something they kept up the 2014 version. Yeah, dude, they took 2014 version. They kept working on the rosters. Yeah, I know. It was wild. Dope. It's it was wild, dope. man. Panic's a huge uh, uh, NCAA player as dude, well. Dude, he too. was one of the first guys that responded on Twitter. He was hyped. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. This is dope. Yep. But uh, let's get guys. into the next topic. I know this is one that we're excited about. We're going to have a huge episode this week. That's WandaVision. To try and follow up the huge one that we had last <laughs> dude, week. Dude, last week's episode was crazy. But, Tone, give us a quick synopsis of everything we saw in three and four before we get to five. Uh, and then we're going to get, get uh Six weeks snug in here on the call. Uh, so uh, three really kind of just continued what one and two was doing, except it really because at the end of two we saw almost like Wanda's reality really kind of change for the first time in those two episodes and kind of progress into yep. like a new 
I mean, you saw a decade move from one to two, but this was like color. You saw a, uh, a progression into um, kind of like her kind of butting into reality and kind of being faced with that. It's like coming from all sides now. Like there's, yep. uh, you know, with Agnes outside with the neighbor, or uh, uh, I'm sorry, Agatha. Or no, it was, it was Agnes. Agnes is her name. She's outside with yes, the neighbor. Yes, yes, yep. You got vision seeing stuff. I mean, there's Vision's, all sorts of shit yeah, going on. Vision's starting to feel like he started to suspect. Whether, what he is, we don't know. But Vision's starting to figure out something's out of place. And when he's talking to the neighbors, it's starting to kind of like, uh, he it's starting to click. And and they're saying things that, as a viewer, you're like, oh, okay. Well, we we already know clearly. But like, he's starting to wake up. Everybody's starting to kind of figure out. And she's she's dealing with the struggles of. Uh, I, I'm kind of borderline. Is she losing control? Like we don't, right. we don't really know. And who's, who's pulling some strings. Is she pulling the strings? Nobody really knows the radio instance. Um, you know, at first we thought it was trying to indicate that someone's pulling strings, but then when you realize in four, mm-hmm. he doesn't really know that she kind of is as well too. So, um, three was pretty straightforward. Kind of, kind of coincided with uh, one and two, except for the fact that she did have the twins. Yep. She that was kind of the big reveal. She ended up, up having who twins. Geraldine was. It wasn't it? Wasn't just one child? Yep. It was two yeah, twins. Yep. Um, and she figured out that Ger- uh, Geraldine was uh, Monica Rambo, who was daughter of uh, I think of her first name, but Photon Rambo from uh, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel yep. which is pretty cool. So, um, so it's all linking together. We're starting to see everything kind of form and like. Uh, four is where everything kind of changes because the four first is one, like you get behind the curtain. Four, like you can see what's yep, going on. four, four was literally like you saw the true Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, as you said. Like you're starting to see the true MCU pieces now forming together. Now here we go. Like what's going on in the actual world outside of the reality that that uh, Wanda is creating or being forced to create. And you got sword prevalent now. Now sword is. We hinted at, you know, finally it's all you out see the loud name and everything yep, right there, out yep. loud is everything. It's like going to an old shield spot be, you know, back in the old days in MCU. So uh, you see Monica Rambo where, you know, after, right after the blip, that was that was pretty cool to re really reference right after, as they call it, the blip after the snap. Yep. Um, and, and then everything leading up to the fact where they discover, you know, what's going on in this reality of Westview. Yep. Which well, it doesn't you know, really exist at all, right? And then that Pete, was a wild scene when she meets up with Randall Park, or um, what was it, Detective Wu? Detective Wu, one yep. of everybody's already favorite people. Now want a spinoff of this Did character. You see what the, pe- the what, uh, I can't remember who it was. These somebody said, "I want to see a Detective Wu spinoff that's similar to like X Files." Yes, where he's like, investigating. Yes. Shit. Oh my god! I was like, yes. "Whoa, dude. yes, yes, yes." Jimmy Wu. Jimmy um, Wu. And he, that the the guy that plays him is amazing. He Randall his, Park. Yes, yes, and he's really funny. Like, a, dude, he was in a, he was in that big movie with Seth Rogen. Yes, he was. He, he was, was Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Forge knows we fucking uh, uh, rented it whenever it was available. Um, love that movie. Uh, yeah, he he's great in it, and he was you know as Trick said his his uh kiddo uh pointed out the fact that uh you know that was the he was the uh, detective or the whoever he was the police officer in uh Ant Man vs Wasp. Which was pretty awesome too, or Ant Man, or whatever it was the first Ant Man. So it's cool that MCU is keeping that all together. Kat Dennings uh, is uh, coming back as her character as Darcy as well too, and she discovers that you know the CMBR, it's yep. it's TV waves and all that stuff. So it was a real big pullback of what's going on outside of Westview, outside yep. of Westview, and what uh, um is really going on with the episode and well episodes and uh the strings that like again. Is she pulling them? Who's pulling them? Or whatnot. Right. 
Uh, it was a wild episode. It was really, really good. And it's leading up to what we can understand is go- this is going to be this episode this week is going to be massive. There's a we saw an early trailer leading up to this episode. There's a lot of shit going on this week. But before we get into that, what we think is going to happen, we want to bring in Six Piece Nugs from the chat for a quick call. Six Piece, if you could, in the Discord, go right down to the hotline and jump in. And once you're in there, we will have a discussion. He's in there right now. He is in there right now. All right. We're going to bring you on. Six Piece Nug, can you hear me? Hey, man. How's it going? There he is. Can you guys hear Six Piece Nug? Yes or no? Please let me know if you can hear Six Piece Nug. We're still trying to tweak this. Six Piece, tell us what's going on, man. Oh, man. I've got a lot of questions that I think I've got more answers. Oh, like, shit. for example, what happened to the beekeeper guy? That, that's, that's a good great question. We saw her, uh, we saw what was her name, Monica, get pulled out. Yep, Monica got blasted up. But what happened to him? World, right? But what happened to him? Did he get rewound and then just thrown back out? Because we saw the part of the rope that was connected to him, and that came out as it was converted, right? Yeah, it was so a jump rope. That wasn't leads it, when me it came into out? my next section, which if Vision is dead and she's puppeteering him and he's alive in this world. Let's say he gets pulled out. Does that mean he remains alive? Because the stuff that gets pulled out comes out as she creates it to be. Because when Monica came out, her clothes were as she formed them to be, as the Scarlet formed them to be. So I'm thinking it's possible Vision can come back to life. This is my theory. Ooh. As Dude, I never, even, I didn't even fucking think about that knowledge kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I took some notes, man. <laughs> Dude, that's some knowledge dropping. So, what do you? So you you mentioned earlier something briefly about Agatha Agnes. Where? Give us where you think. Okay, so that's a great question because that's stuff I didn't think about. Now I clearly kind of thought maybe Vision was going to be brought back into the MCU through this show, but you, your your questions kind of like almost connect some dots but we don't we don't really know for sure right but what you you're saying you think there's bigger things at play right yeah so i think okay there's a brooch that agnes she has on her uh i don't know that she wears and there's three people on the brooch one person is like her in my mind as like this guardian that's watching over wanda and vision being the other two people right and she's kind of like the catalyst of keeping all this together because of course scarlet wants vision to be back and wants him to be alive and stuff but i don't think she would have forced herself into this world three weeks after the blip this is in 2023 this is three weeks after right um, right after the i blip. guess blip yep. back. yeah so i just don't i don't know how she spiraled off so bad to create this whole thing without some uh like other force creating that that's interesting or helping right? i never thought that, about there's a whole missing missing persons thing right where do, who's the missing person well because right? she's not on the board right like when they show the board of people that are stuck yes, in westview Dottie are not on the board at yeah, all yeah there's there's so two I'm people wondering. that yeah Dottie's not on there at all Dottie, there's speculation going on right now about Dottie as well too like is she even really actually like a normal person or is she a bigger player involved too there's a key scene where they had mentioned uh i was i believe that was at the poolside thing when the radio went off and she was like the devil's in the details bev and then she was like that's not the only place the devil is so is that like a low-key 
uh, foreshadowing kind of thing. That's where the Mephisto stuff comes in because he has a background as being one of the devils in MCU as well, too. Also, who the hell is Ralph? And why does Agnes always talk about him, but we've never seen him? We haven't seen a picture of Ralph. We haven't seen character uh, Ralph as a character. What if that's a metaphor or or for, for Mephisto himself as well, too? Questions. No, I'm just I'm right. Just, More I'm questions. Just, I'm just really thinking about what what Six Piece Nug just said about you know how when 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 Geraldine came out, she had everything that she was wearing there in that world. What if it pulled it, her if, out? What if like somehow? Vision gets bopped out, and he's back. But that would would that mean he's really Vision, or just a version of Vision, or or, or like a you know? Hey man, as long as the like character's Jackie, back, nobody like cares. Human version of Vision. <laughs> right, 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 right. Is it's 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 kind of like the uh, what is it? Uh, Puffed Magic Dragon, the Jackie Draper meet Jackie Paper. Oh man, oh man. Uh, Mudini thinks uh, Dottie is the devil. Dottie could really be Mephisto. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Man. That's uh, <laughs> Ralph Wiggums. <laughs> <laughs> Me fail English? That's impossible. Uh, six piece. Thanks, man. That's that's really stuff that I'm going to be thinking about. And hopefully, you know, based on you know, obviously, I'm sure you've seen the clip for this week. Is there anything from that clip that stood out to you? You're like, man, I really, I really want to see what this is or what this is going to lead to. Did anything stand out to you? Yeah. So first of all, I'm excited to see the next set of generations, right? Because it's went from the 50s to the 60s. Now we're in the 80s. Yeah, 80s. So we're going to be going into the 80s and the 90s, hopefully, with the next two episodes. So I think we saw a little bit of a clip of like some kind of Halloween thing. So we're going to get a lot of slide digs on uh, people's costumes. A lot of people you'll see, you'll be like, ah, that was from... uh, this comic book, you know, they're wearing their, their alternate costume from this or whatever. So that'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, there's definitely some stuff in that clip that I don't want to give too much away from. But right. uh, I think Vision is that he's going to be a catalyst to kind of breaking this whole thing. And him and Wanda may clash at some point. Ooh, man. Shit. Nug is getting deep, man. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Hey, man, I appreciate you staying up, and I appreciate you sharing your thoughts. And and seriously, man, thank you so much for the support, and um, thanks for joining us tonight, buddy. Right on. Take care, guys. Take care, dude. Dude, that was (laughs) – there's a lot of shit I wasn't even thinking about. He just coming swinging. Damn. Yeah, we're really glad he stayed up. Jet. And Jay Hill just mentioned that story that came out today about the Luke Skywalker reveal. I mean, obviously, yesterday I sent that link yeah, to Yeah, she was straight up like, yeah, we got something coming that's like Luke Skywalker. Elizabeth Skywalk, Olsen like, said that there is a Is Marvel- that hyperbole or is that reality, though? I mean, she's hype, dude. She's hype. Uh, Tricky Regis asks, are her kids, uh, are they evil, too? Like the twins? I don't believe so. I don't know. Well, I don't want to review. Yeah, I want to get into that because based off some of the comic stuff, uh don't say anything, Six Piece Nug. If you know the actor, don't say anything. I don't want her spoiled. I don't want it spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do if, that. If yet. people are leaking it out, don't. Uh, I bet it's Mark Hamill's Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down with that. I'd be okay. I'd with be that. fine. I'd be okay with that. But um, no, seriously, thank you, Six Piece Nug, for calling in. And honestly, anytime anybody in our Discord, any of our subscribers, wants to chime in or have a part, be a part of the conversation or share your thoughts, please let us know in the Discord. We want to get you on here. We want to do this every week. We want to get more people in. It's a lot of fun getting your guys' and girls' thoughts. I mean, that some of that shit, he said, I was like, what? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, not even some of the stuff I've read has even brought some of that up. It's wild, Not man. like that, unless 
That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like he like he said that, you know, we we appreciate you guys being here and supporting any piece that you can as a sub. You do have one of those perks you can get on the show um as well throughout uh when we do this on Wednesdays. Uh Panic goes back. I love what Panic said. Dude. I didn't even think about that. She she when when she kicked Monica out, she busted through four walls. Fourth wall breaking. Damn boy, back into that reality. Look at Panic coming in with that fucking knowledge, that's dude. Hot, that's hot, I that's love that hotness. Monica literally got blown through four, four walls, dude. fourth wall breaking stuff. Well like done, in high school. I tell you, our community's smart, man. Community smart, way smarter than you. Way, way smarter than me. All right. Anything else you want to add about WandaVision before we hit? Now, see, this is one thing I'm really digging about going to a weekly format. Is now we can dive deep into each episode every week as opposed to trying to cram in two episodes. I agree. That's going to be really, really exciting about taking Bantam Battle to a weekly format is we can talk about things on a weekly basis as opposed to two weeks and trying to squeeze everything in. Plus having an excuse to drink every Wednesday. Well, I mean, that's just a given. But we're going to move on to our final. Did you have anything else you want to add? No. Good? Uh, All right. Well, I mean, Six Piece Nug pretty much blew the, the yeah. doors off the everything. So we're now i got more to think about tonight. So Moving on to the final topic of the evening, 30 coins. We are now on episodes five and six. And things are getting cray-cray. But I want to get your thoughts first about what you think of the last couple episodes of 30 Coins. Um, so the one prior to the one we just watched this week really tapped into that H.P. Lovecraft feeling again. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. that kind of like space horror and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, you're seeing uh, Father... Vergara. Vergara. Yeah, excuse me. Um, he's, he's out trying to find answers. He's, he's kind of out really trying to dive deep, but he's got quite an expedition going on and quite an adventure yes, going on does. because he's really opened up a fucking beast of a thing, uh, with, with the, the players involved, yep. the actual Fabio and all you know, those guys, all, all the stuff with the Cardinals, everything going on with it and how deep the, uh, story runs and who's really trying to, you know, the, the true evil or whatever you want to look at it empower the thirst for power. Um, I guess not anything necessarily specific for me to get into just that I'm really enjoying the show. Uh, the story is my only critique on it. And, and maybe this is something because of the fact that this is a, to us, a foreign mm-hmm. TV show. They really tap into that soap opera drama sometimes Very with much, the love yep. triangle and stuff like that. I will say that the, uh, the sex scenes, the gratuitous, <laughs> <laughs> Elena is being is falling back. Very I mean, nice. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Borat. Very very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm a big fan. Uh, it's good. <laughs> um, I just got to make sure I throw that out there. But um, you know this this last episode really kind of continued. And these last episodes don't feel like overall, um, like a lot of the story is pushed forward. Right. But they actually kind of had. Mm-hmm. And have and, and and the 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 scenario with the coin and everything and coming back and all that stuff is very intriguing. Yep. Like, I I'm really enjoying this show. Like, I I, I this is this is one of those things for me that I don't watch a lot of horror stuff mm-hmm. until recently, later in life, outside of like some slasher films. Um, this is a this is a show that calls to me because I I love the fantasy take on some of the biblical stuff. Sure. Which, I mean, you can, absolutely we can. Either way, you want to split that one. Um, but I like what's going on with the horror mix and everything like that and, and, and what they've done with it. I'm enjoying the show. I look forward to it every Monday. Um, the pacing is a little slow right now, and I think we're getting – because we've got two episodes left, I believe it is. I think it is, yep. I think we're going to get to there, too, where it um, 
it's really going to start getting ratcheted. And um, there were some really cool scenes. The scene where she's in the supermarket this last episode, I thought was oh, really cool. Oh, the dream sequence, yep. Yep. I thought that was really great. Uh, the three ladies that are, uh, I want to know more of the backstory and what's going on with that, but I think they're more like spiders at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that. I thought that was a neat take. Yep. Um, the stuff going on, Paco is very is a very intriguing character, um, but the stuff that's going on with him and Elena in some way is also very like noon soap opera, young and the restless kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, and that that's fine. That's just that's just probably because we're not used to that kind of intake. Um, but man, oh man, like I- I'm enjoying it. I-, I don't know what it is about it. Like every time I'm watching it, I'm really engaged into it. I'm hooked. I want to see what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of how slow or fast that burn is. Right. So. Yeah, no, I-, I feel like the last two episodes have been, um, I don't want to they haven't been as impactful as the first four. Um, you know, because we kind of, we, we were focusing on the main story arc mm-hmm. surrounding the coins and, uh, Father Vergara and Paco and Elena all working together. That synergy between mm-hmm. those three is very, very good. Uh, but very the last good. two episodes, they're trying to kind of explore the individual story arcs of Father Vergara and Elena with Roku or Roku, yeah, Roku and Paco and Merch, his wife. And I feel like it's a it's mixed results. Father Vergara, I think his story arc is more important than most than the other two simply sure. because. It has to do with the protagonist. It has to do with Fabio, and it has to do with that cardinal of like that 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 group of just like they're on the other side, and they're wielding all these different powers. And you can tell, you know, you're focusing on the bad guys with Father Vergara's story arc. Yeah, when which you is look where at, you want to know. Yeah, yeah, that's really what you want to look. At. But then you got Paco and Merch. You know, they're focusing on Paco at home without obviously Elena's kind of out, out and about. Father Vergara's gone, and you're kind of stuck with this. Father or, or Paco and Merch's marriage drama, and you know the way I look at it, man. Outside of the husband and wife, nobody fucking cares about what's going on with a married couple. These storylines that they're doing currently should have been done sooner, in my th- in my sooner thought. and shorter. Yeah, it should have been just brief, like cool. Yeah, they're not happy with each other. Cool, because whatever. they've been building this for episodes. We know where you know we can see it coming. Yeah, you have these first four episodes are so fast and so much going on and so intense, and now you're kind of slowing things down a bit. And you know, you look at Elena. Honestly, the last two episodes has just been her nude everywhere and sex, which I'm not, which isn't a bad thing. But it takes away from the Elena we've seen in the first four episodes. Yeah, which is this very commanding. She's a very yeah. She, she she's in yeah. control of everything, and you know, and again, it goes back to the synergy of Father Vergara and Paco and Elena when they're all together. That's when the story's really going. Yeah, I feel like when you split them up and they're exploring these different story arcs, you have mixed results because Father Vergara stuff is really good. It's it's all touching on that that, that that spiritual stuff, the religious stuff, the magic, and the all the true story of yeah, it. Yeah, the true story is, is him. But the other two spots, you're just like, okay, this is just kind of like whatever. It's filler stuff, and these are basically set up episodes for what's coming because obviously yeah. seven and eight are going to be the big hitters. But you know, the the last episode I felt was stronger simply because of the dream sequence. I love dream sequence. I love any when games or movies or TV shows or anything explores like dream sequences where things are. Like kind of not what they seem. I love that shit. I love that out of body, out of body experience and stuff like that. But now the other thing, part of that is, is obviously in this dream sequence, we again see just how powerful Fabio is because he appears in the dream sequence. At the end of it, he's just like, hey, there he is. Like, God damn, this dude's everywhere. He has all the abilities. I'm at that point now where I realize that Fabio and this and this group of like whatever they are, they're very powerful stuff. Why are they out recruiting? Like 
senior citizens to do stuff. Why can't they just use these powers to just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're proving to be very powerful people. Right. Why is this such a difficult task for them to get the final? I got a feeling that might end up being explained. I really hope it is because it's just really bizarre that, and again, I love the genius again, and there's a lot of cool stuff in this in this last episode I feel is really interesting, but you know, with the weird pacing and some of the weird story arcs, the dream sequence, I think it oversold how powerful these guys are, and why can't they just get the, the, the coin back? You I know, wonder if it's trying to be like, regardless if they could do it themselves, they don't need to be recognized because they're the face of their own religion or leadership. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... 80, that's I don't know. And if it's not explained, that's going to hit... That's going to that's gonna dock some points because you need that weaken, kind of... Yeah, you're going to need story. that. These guys are clearly powerful people. These guys can do just about fucking anything they want. Yeah. And they're just unable to do that. But, you know, overall, I mean, these last two episodes, I don't... They weren't bad. They just were kind of slowed down from what we saw in the first ep- four episodes. Now, these are clearly, again, if you watch TV series before the two final episodes, the last final episode, it's all build up. It's setting the table for the finale. Hopefully we can get these three together again, Father Vergara, Elena, and Paco, and get back to the main story. I feel like Father Vergara stuff is explaining stuff enough where you're like, okay, cool, yeah, we get it. They're badasses. Father Vergara's teetering. You know, does he believe in God? Because he had that whole scene down in the in the pit where he's just like, I used to believe in you all the time, but now that you know I see all the suffering, I wonder. You know, you know, he's 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 teetering. He's on he's on the verge of right. like giving up everything, but. Get them back together. Let's finish strong. These last two episodes haven't been as strong as the first four, but I'm still digging the show because, like you said, some of the horror elements, the Lovecrafting elements, the monsters, the the visuals are still very strong and still very unsettling. The story is very strong. It's just been slow. Yep, yep. It's yep. definitely slowed down a little bit. Let's see if it picks up for the final two episodes. Absolutely. I can't believe we're down to the last two on that. Pretty exciting. Pretty crazy. It's, it's pretty good, crazy. Good series, but so far strong. Uh, Tricky seems like the seems to agree. He says, you know, he's thinking the same thing. Uh, Tricky said, for me, it seems like they could end Paco Alina and Father Vita at any time. But I guess it's God's plan. Okay. Like I said, if they can explain this stuff, why they've been toying with them the whole time, you know, I think about you know they feed off of suffering, they feed off all that stuff. Maybe this is what you know they're seeing Elena suffer, they're mm-hmm. seeing Father Vergara suffer, they're seeing Paco suffer. Maybe that's part of the plan: weaken them with suffrage and then go in for the kill after the fact. That's the only thing I can think of that makes sense there. So it kind of ties into what they're doing. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like supernatural. God is writing the script. Tricky, tricky, uh, throwing knowledge out there, man. I love Tricky. Tricky's a good dude. Bombs. But uh, oh, oh, we went a little crazy. Went, went hard deep there. Um, that's gonna do it for this week's show, man. Is it? I think it is. <laughs> I think. I it think is, it too. is. But uh, seriously, first of all, big shout out to A Six Piece Nug. Thank you so much for calling in, sharing your perspective because you got me thinking about shit. Yep. Uh, everyone that tuned in tonight, we had some new follows. We appreciate that. We had some new subs. We Lots appreciate that Thanks as for well. All the sub drops. You guys Prime, are awesome, Prime Danik. Everybody. Thank you so much for that gifted sub, man. That that's really, really just kind of you. Uh, everyone that tuned in tonight just looked uh, looked a picture of Elena. Might need to watch this just for her. She is a very she's very easy on the eyes. She's a very lovely lady. Big fan. But, um, Tone, that's going to do it for tonight's show, man. You got anything you want to add? Uh, don't forget to check out Dude79 this Friday for his stream. I may get to something small this Thursday or he Saturday. Will. He will. There's some uh, potential stuff going on this weekend. Watch those social medias and keep in the Discord, too. Boom. Bash that Discord over there. If you have not joined the Discord, please get in the Discord with us. Hang out. And if you're a subscriber and linked to Twitch with your Discord, don't forget to do that. Yeah, link it up. You have the ability to sometime get on the show with us and chat to us about one of our topics mm-hmm. as well. 
Um, and honestly, the last thing we always do, you guys have been always great to us. We appreciate it. Word of mouth of Hughes is huge for us. Yep. If you see us on Twitter, Facebook, wherever, or you know a family, friend, member, anybody you think might enjoy us, please send one of the links to YouTube or our VODs here. Share us with them. Show your excitement because we just want to grow. And we because of you grow guys, with people that are like you guys and girls, the people that appreciate, that appreciate nerd, nerdy shit and love talking about games, movies, and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, God of War will probably start Monday night. There That's you go. That's probably when we'll start God of War. High probability of that. Um, last but not least, we're going to close out the show, but you get to hear another track from Ant House Beats, Music Therapy 2, releasing soon. Soon. Can't tell you when. He won't tell me. He's a stinker like that. He's like, I'm not going to tell you. But I'm hyped about it. It's great music. I love this track. Vibe with me. Ant House Beats. Follow him everywhere. Guy's talented as hell. Fanboy Tone. I'm the dude 79. Thank you so much for watching Banter and Bevel. We will see you next Wednesday. Have a great night.